came here to be scared. Halloween. Y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 228 of the Triple Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live and direct with the Cinema Wasteland crew. Of course, we have the Mexican in the house, JP. And we also have the grumpy drunk, old bastard, Mr. Parker, aka Dave, representing up in the studio tonight. And of course, I'd be the host, your Canadian cannibal, Moods. Yeah. What's going on, homies? You, uh, Army Hammer over there? <laughs> Canadian cannibal, Army Hammer? Is he Canadian? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. What is going on, dudes, man? We are finally, finally back in the house, man. I know it has been way too long. It's been roughly five months, and this is definitely the latest we've come it back for the new season. That, yeah. It Feels probably like it, for sure. It probably has been six months. I mean, we used to come back right at the beginning of September, and then it used to be like the middle of September, and then it became the end of September. Apparently, now it's the end of October. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, we were supposed to come back after the wasteland trip, but think you know, I, did I have an issue that week? Yeah, um, you always got an issue, man. <laughs> that, that's that's the thing with that people don't tend to realize. We talked about this a million times on podcasts. You know, even though there's three of us, it is still hard to get together on certain times. We have lives, we have jobs, we have commitments, right? And, and we, we, we hate recording on weekends because literally that's our time to go out and do shit. So yeah. it's like, right? well, to, to be honest, the weekends are like the poorest time for me because I've got a kid that plays sports and it's, I'm just busy all day. It sucks. I just for have sure. no time to do shit but, like that. So, um, and since I'm a drunk now, man, I want to go out and drink on the weekends. <laughs> right, right. So I'm, well, I'm ex- still recovering from wasteland, though, man. Oh, but <laughs> I no. think I died. <laughs> all excuses aside, we are we back. Died. We are back, and this is episode 228, and we're coming back with uh, with our annual Halloween show. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's like listeners' choice, volume, whatever the cheap. You knows what the fuck it is. Um. So yeah, so Halloween show, man. We have the Midnight Hour from 1985, Jacko from 1995, and we've got Hellfest from 2018. Hellfest for myself was a first time watch, so I always look forward to these shows. I like the Halloween shows. I like the Halloween. I like all the, the holiday theme shows, the Christmas shows, the Halloween shows. That's really all we ever do. I don't think we've ever do. Have we ever done like a specific Easter show before? 
I don't think so. Hell no. Is there any yeah, Easter movies? No, well, the, the, the thing is, a bunch, yeah. The, the thing is, there is yeah, a ton of Easter. Easter, what the fuck is the one Dustin did? Easter casket. Yeah, there's Easter casket. But then there's that whole kill, kill, East bunny, bunny, whatever. The, there's like a whole trilogy yeah, of those movies. There's tons there's Easter of- Easter bunny bloodbath. Yeah, dude. There's yeah, a lot of killer bunny good. movies. Um, Easter casket's good. Easter casket is really good, actually. That's I'm in it. It's good. Yeah. It, no, it, it, it's, it, you know, it's a very unique idea. <laughs> Like a lot of dozen films. But yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, killer Easter bunny type films that are pretty bad, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I have a few of them. Um, maybe we should do that this year. We should do that. We've never done St. Patrick's Day. Well, we did. I think did, did we, do we did a leprechaun. No, movie. we did the leprechaun but franchise did specifically. For Saint <laughs> it, it, I think it was. I think it was around the time. It was it was around the time. Yeah. Well, what would you be do besides the Leprechaun Grabbers and what other Irish horror movies um, are there? Well, there's the Leprechaun's Game. We're not watching no fake ass Leprechaun movies. And leprechaun movies are bad a, enough without Ed having rip offs of them, dude. Postmaster P. <laughs> no, but can you, it's like it's bad enough you got to watch the Leprechaun movies. Now you got to watch rip offs of the Leprechaun movies. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's too. That's although too much. the reboot of the Leprechaun movie was or the franchise was actually really good. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Oh yeah, it was decent. I'd man. like to see another one. And it was the guy from uh, Astron Six that did it, and it, it, Steve Katansky. Steve Katansky, man, and it, it yep. Canadian dudes, and it, it it came out pretty good, man. I was surprised, but um, did Psycho Gorman as well, man. Oh, dude, favorite film of last year, both of ours, right? Yeah, for go. sure. Um, Nothing else in common that year except Psycho Gorman. <laughs> I know it's so strange. It's so funny. We line up so much on past, like on retro films, but then when it comes to new shit, man, we're like all over the map, dude. It's so weird that you and JP line up a lot more. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It is honestly. weird. <laughs> um, we should actually let the people know this is going to be obviously the Halloween show, and then we're jumping right into November, which of course is uh, Italian Horror Month, and we might as well just announce to the people what uh, directors that we are going to be doing um, yes so JP do you want to actually let the people at home know what we are doing uh, yeah so um, we are doing Lucio Falci 3 um, this is the only person to get 3 besides Argento who had 6 <laughs> 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 with a potential 7th in the future uh, but, uh, the films I uh, picked uh, this is my pick I picked the Psychic I picked Don't Torture a Duckling and uh, Lizard in a Woman's Skin, which I've seen all but the psychic. They're all great. Right. Yeah, those are like older Fulci films. Yeah. So. I mean, those are yeah, really... The psychic's those, underrated. Those are solid picks because I think those are three films that I think a lot of even Fulci fans may have not even seen. So... You yeah, put Don't Torture a Duckling on there? Yeah. Yeah, Don't Torture yeah. a Duckling... Um, which of course I, I was talked m- about it briefly with uh, seventy two. Yeah, well, I think it was my it was my favorite film of seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, it made my top hundred when it did that exploding heads list. It's in my top hundred favorite horror films. Don't yeah. torture Duckling. Yeah, yeah, it's a ballsy it made my fucking top movie. Ten is seventy two. It's, it's top five Fulci. Yeah, it's a very yeah, it's ballsy really film. I, I think people don't even understand how ballsy that movie was for the oh, time yeah, it was for made. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to revisiting that one because I've only seen it the one time <laughs> that we did the 72 show. And I, I really like like when I look at all the Fauci films I've seen, it's one of the, my favorites that I've seen besides like Zombie and like City of the Living Dead and mm-hmm. <laughs> The Beyond. <laughs> right. Um, and then uh, Dave picked Umberto Lenzi. Yep, yep, this is the second Lindsay show, right? Yeah. Yes. 
and what were the titles? There's a trend here. There's a trend here. We're we're um, we're coming back around. We're coming back around. <laughs> I think I picked Eyeball, which I've never seen. Yeah. Seven Bloodstained Orchids and uh, Ghost House. All three faulty uh, Lindsay movies that I haven't seen. Three Blind Spots. I've seen I've hmm. seen probably like 15 Lindsay movies, but for some reason I haven't seen a couple of his big ones. So you know the I funny thing about Ghost House. I've seen those except for Eyeball. I haven't uh, seen that. I've seen Eyeball. Or I've yeah, Eyeball is cool. Um, Orchids is cool. I've seen Ghost House way too many times. I even have a Ghost House shirt. That's how much I love I've that. seen Ghost House a couple times. Ghost House looks like pure fun trash. So it, is. Totally it, it is. It's totally, <laughs> you know, it just looks like trash. it's going to be like a 180 when you review Eyeball and Orchids and then you go to that one. It's like, it's like a different person did that movie. Oh, he directed Hell, the Hell's Gate too. Yeah, that was one of the Fulci Presents films, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I didn't know that. And I, he also did House of Lost Shadow. He did two of the uh, the house movies, and Fulci did the other two. Yeah, he did House of Lost Souls, House of Witchcraft, and then uh, Fulci did the uh, Sweet House of Horrors and the House of Clocks. I'm hoping those. We two, should do all four of those. I'm I'm hoping that lens like actually, well, we know that House of Clocks is getting a Blu-ray pretty soon. Um, I feel like Severin will do the rest. I hope that Lindsay's films get releases too, because I have like the UK Vipco releases of those uh, Lindsay yeah, films, yeah. and they are trash bags and it's like the only way to get them too man like there's like no releases for those movies unfortunately yeah, i have those too and i bet they're trash they are they're like full screen and they're really muddy looking i think they're just vhs yeah. transfers like Dude, like Vip total Vip the bottom shit. of the barrel oh vipco is like it's like fuck. cheesy flicks yeah people think yeah it makes cheesy flicks looks like like look like criterion for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> that should be on their fucking website it makes cheesy flicks look like criterion <laughs> 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 oh lord make shameless look less shameless that's what it should be <laughs> right well no not sh- not shameless what was that mia mia communications was oh, like my the one that was kind of like a not a real company right yeah 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 they did some poor transfers but they put out good movies with poor transfers that was it was so frustrating like it was like a gray market it was iffy shameless was a real company i forgot but yeah. some of their co- releases were poop too yeah, yeah. the uh, uk company shameless yeah yeah it was iffy yeah. Yeah, they because, had cool yellow cases. Well, though. that that company was a weird one because it started out as No Shame, and then No Shame in in Region One here went out of business, and it became Maya Communications. Yeah. It was like the yeah. same people that restarted it, but it was kind of more gray market. And, and then, then did it become One Seven Movies? It, and is then that it, the same company? It, it is the same company, and it became One Seven. <laughs> and they only put out a few releases, and then that went to defunct or defunct or whatever you want to call it. I still think it's around because like a like last year, I got this weird South American movie that was like like a brazilian or something fucking basically like a, a death wish style thing that just like every it was just like a rape fest. and it was on one seven rape everywhere yeah <laughs> weird i don't man. know what it was called it was like it literally was called like the rape of the virgins or something and it was just sleazy <laughs> oh crazy man i have a few My review releases. was the main guy in here reminds me of charles bronson as a dry cleaner and he's very not good at his job so charles it's like oh what would we find it <laughs> No, that's right a movie the, I I'll find see. the review. Um, find out. The most badass dry cleaner in the history of dry cleaners. That's amazing. Oh, he sucked at it. That's the. I can't <laughs> find it. Fucking this movie right here. I can't, what the fuck was it called? It was like Rape of the Virgins. It was real nasty. Like it was real trashy. Like wow. I was like, is this for real? That's crazy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's the same company and it's it's very sketchy. I mean, if you keep it like you know going under and then reopening and like you know there's some shit going on there man they're probably getting it's like, like the equ- so that it's like a blanket company they just start a new one afterwards yeah exactly <laughs> it's like the uh equivalent to like when like they, somebody like moves into the country and they have to take over their like brother's business so they can be tax exempt they just keep doing that <laughs> for like forever do you remember when right. charles band uh didn't own the rights to demonic toys in the u.s it's so the kangaroo thing. 
so he released the Spanish version, but yep. like you know damn well that shit was never put. Oh, out. It was it was Australian because there were kangaroo video, right? No, right. no, no, that too. But the the actual yeah, DVD of Demonic Toys is called like something Juggernauts or something like that, and it's. <laughs> But it was never released outside of the U.S. But he—that's just their, his. That was just his way of saying, "Oh, well, we're not releasing it here, but you could buy it on their website here." Right. And it was like the, the Mexico version or Mexican version or sort of Spanish version. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so so, that's, stupid. that's totally Charles Bannon in a nutshell, right there. Really oh is. yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't find this fucking movie for the life of me anymore. Um, I was trying to find my review. So and then uh, Moods actually picked a very interesting director. Uh, his name Moods uh, Luciano uh, Anetti. I think it's Anetti. Is how you pronounce it, Luciano Anetti. Um, he's actually not a retro director. He started directing films roughly 10, 12 years ago or something like that. So he's modern, which is probably going to be the first time that we've done any modern uh, Italian directors in this series. Um, but it's a guy that I've been very interested in, and uh, he did a film, a shorter film called Sono Profondo in 2013. I think it's roughly about an hour long. Um, and then he did Francesca, which I think most people might be familiar with. It was released. I've released, seen that one. It was released by Unearthed Films. It got a really nice, like, triple disc and stuff like that. And it, it seemed like it was pretty popular when it came out in 2015. I think people really liked it. It's a it's a modern giallo shot, very Italian. And and then he put out a film in 2018 called Abracadabra, which was released by Cauldron. Recently mm-hmm. gave that one a release. So these movies all have physical releases uh profondo was released i'm not sure what the company would that release that would you know do you remember what that was dave i have the, it's only released Hold on dvd uh the sono profondo. oh is that brink brink seven yeah it was brink that's right so brink released oh, it's, out. Brink. it's just called brink yeah it is brink and i think it's just dvd only but these movies all do have releases i know he put out another movie recently on uh, unearth put out the where release. the water's left behind or something I yeah that, that's his worst movie i've seen all four of his movies that yeah, one i don't care that's for. the one i haven't <laughs> seen and i heard from everybody that it's not good so i'm like it's okay just, that's interesting it's a kind of a, a half-ass Texas Chainsaw ripoff with a great backdrop. It just doesn't ever come together for me. And it was just like, it felt like it was just, it came here too late. It should have been like, it should have came here right when it was released. And right. it just it just took too long. It missed its point. Oh, I found that review for me. It's called The Abusers of Virgin Girls on Letterboxd. It has a different <laughs> name. It says, the hero, I put hero in uh, fucking parentheses. The hero of this movie runs a laundromat. He sort of looks like Vincent Price and comes across as a blue-collar version of Paul Kersey, except way less effective. That means that nearly everyone in this movie gets is raped. <laughs> 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 Paul Kersey's, you know, from Death Wish. No, seriously, I was just like, like they try to stop it. It's just like people just get beat up and everybody gets molested in it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the bad guys are just from, kidnapping virgin Brazil. girls and Huh? Did that's from one seven. I just I'm, I'm more, I, I think I, it is Brazilian. Yeah. Have you know. ever seen those South American exploitation movies? They're fucking ruthless. I don't think I've seen like any of them. I, I would have to really think about it, but I don't know. But like, I don't know what's more funny: the fact that like the the, the this premise of this movie, or the fact that one seven still putting out fucking movies. It's crazy. So bizarre. <laughs> that's a weird company, man. Yeah. So I'm not sure that movie's fit for human consumption, to be honest. <laughs> I, I swear it's, it's sure no rape man i swear i heard i remember rape you Man's talking about this I, I you know i watch a lot of your uh your review channel your um weekly reviews so who knows too many movies to remember um and jp who comes after uh my guy uh the fourth one is um sergio martino too um right. this is our se- i actually surprised it 
we hadn't done more of his films. Um, I think he did. He make all of our top fifty directors. He made mine. He was he was on mine. Yeah, yeah, mine too. And so was Lindsay and Fulci as well. Yeah, I think mine too. Actually, <laughs> I think I think I swear, I swear I had like eleven or twelve Italian directors in my yeah. list or something. I had a crazy. surprisingly high number of Italian directors. Like before yeah. I sat down to make the list, I didn't. I I knew like Argento and Fauci would probably make it, but I I was thinking back and I'm like, man, I really like a lot of these guys' movies mm-hmm. that I've seen. And thanks to Italian Horror Month, mostly because as you know, when we started this, I'd seen like two Italian films. <laughs> And now I've seen a ton. And I was telling the guys before the show, after this one, it'll bring us to 99 reviewed Italian films uh, for Italian Horror Month, which is just insane when you think about it, that, that we've covered that much in doing Wayne, it Wayne you know, one time a year. Every Canadian listening to the show just went, yeah, they're at Wayne Gretzky. That's, so, <laughs> that's just how Canadians think. But yeah, no, uh, that's crazy, man. Almost 100. And I think we, yeah. could, probably, we could probably make it 100 why not yeah or i mean it could be a hundred it would still be a hundred next year too true (laughs) you know what i mean true (laughs) um but so uh the films for uh martino are all the colors of the dark and then i had the other two i haven't seen i can't remember the titles but dave you know them um i think it's all the colors of the dark right um the strange vice of mrs worth and is it cases scorpion's tale yeah i believe yeah i think so i think so that's yeah. the good one with George Hilton. He's in all those. Probably. No, but Strange Vice is, is Edwidge Fanick, right? That's I think it might be the yeah. best one. That might be my favorite of his. This is uh, a really, really good Italian month this year because we always usually have one director where it's like there's a bunch of stinkers or maybe there's a stinker Jeremy. too. And yeah, the other Sergio ones. fucking did Garoni that one year and I was like, I'm out. I'm that out. Was so I, like, I, I recently like seen, I know I'd recently seen two of those movies. I was like, I'm out, bro. I'm not doing those again. Oh man. I know that Garoni was, he was a tough one, man. Those Nazi exploitation films are rough. They, they, they are honestly They're rough. Very rarely. Yeah. Watchable. But the Django one was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. That's a fun movie. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess when you come, when you wrap yourself around and you start doing part twos and threes of, of these directors, you know, <laughs> I mean, really, you can't go wrong with these guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a good. This is a really solid line. This is probably one of the better lineups since like the first couple years. Yeah, yeah. What was your first year? Uh, Argento, Fulci, and Bava. Argento, Fulci, Bava, and Save. Michele oh. Suave, yeah, I mean, it's a great Suave. lineup. Yeah, man, that's. I mean, really, Suave. It's too bad you couldn't. We couldn't do a part two for Suave, man. I mean, I know because we missed uh, what the, the sect. sect. Yeah, we didn't well, we covered that. it in ninety one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it sucks that he really didn't do any more horror. Like he did TV and stuff, which because, like, I mean, he's four for four for. I think you yeah, guys yeah. Would agree with. I that. even like the documentary yeah. he did about Argento, the World of Horror. Did he <laughs> yeah. direct that? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly think that we should do a, a one-off guys that only had one great film and do like um, what is that movie Dead Waters or Dark Waters that one Kano Michael Kano that movie's fucking amazing yeah well, I, I, I definitely get... thought of doing like you know not not necessarily a director spot like light um, but like something like that where we pick three Italian films you know eventually yeah. you know you're gonna run out of like people to to do that are like worth doing and uh, yeah. have you guys done a you're missing a poopy? lot of stuff that only 
have two films or something. Did you know? we do? Have you done Romano Poopy? Have no. you done him? He's done a bunch of movies. He's done a lot, man. He worked in the '90s too, because when we were going through those retro years, I wa- I've watched a couple movies of his, like the the um the go- the neighbor friend. And so I watched like two or three of his movies. So I actually mentioned him when we were talking about who to pick because I he's was, definitely one that you should pick. That. I'd really like to rewatch Zetter. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. <clears throat> Yeah, I think we yeah. talked about doing him a couple years back, and it just never materialized. Because and he I, did I, House of Laughing Windows too, right? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I have those movies. Um, Should that, have picked that guy. Yeah, that, there's a couple of films that I think I've even that seen movie needs a Blu-ray, man. Um, yeah, I've never seen it. I've been holding off all this time. No, I've got like the old like Shameless DVD of that shit. Poopy Avadi, Poopy Avadi, Romano yeah. Poopy is the actor. I, I got know, it mixed up. I know yeah, Zetter's I one of Zetter's one of those films that like always mind fucks people because it totally represents itself as being a, like a zombie film, but it like completely isn't. <laughs> it's like the Poopy Avadi is, is still making films to this day. That's Jesus. crazy. He's got to be getting fucking old, man. Yeah, he's like, got a bunch. House of Laughing Windows, Zetter. Yeah, he's got a handful, that, childhood those are, friend. Those are the films I'm familiar with, the first two there, for sure. And then Arcane Sorcerer, we could find them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never been able to find. Never been able to find. Yeah, that one needs a release. I've, I've heard from people that it's really good. I think Brandon actually mentioned it one time that it was really good. Yeah, so. when we did 96, I tried to find it, and I, I couldn't. How did like, he watched it, but like it was still, it was like kind of in an infancy of like still trying to find films on the internet at that time. And that was one yeah, that I think he AK watched, name. but he couldn't send it to us or some shit. I don't know. It was it was a long time. The ago. Mysterious Enchanter. I ha- I have it actually. Really? Oh, that's good. I have a copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy shit, man. Um, yeah. So that is a pretty damn good lineup for the 2022 Italian Horror Month. Um, looking very, very forward to this. So this is going to be some fun shows, and then we're going to get into December, and I guess it'll be Christmas. It just goes so quick. It'll be, we got Christmas and fucking year end show, which will be in January. So that's just kind of a rough idea. I don't know what we're going to have coming up for shows. Yeah. So in December, but uh, we'll, we'll have to knock uh, out a few there. Are we going to be forced to watch the Christmas ones we didn't watch last time? I was actually thinking about that. You know, those what? were good movies. I forgot <laughs> that we never got to do the Christmas show last year because shit just kept falling through, man. It's just, it's a yeah. tough part of the year. And yeah, it was Calvary. There, elves, Calvair, and something else. It was definitely elves and Calvair. I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, it was Silent Night, Bloody Night. Oh, yeah, the original. Just solid. Because I watched all the fucking movies twice. Because you guys. Shit. We might, and JP maybe, almost recorded maybe, it just us two, and we we're like, "Fuck it, that's yeah. not." Maybe we'll uh, pick different ones this year, and then go back to those next year or something. Or just mm-hmm. throw one in. Throw one then in. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to. Watch Let's throw one in there. Calvair or fucking yeah. We should wait till Calvair gets a Blu-ray. Has it yeah. got a Blu-ray yet? Yeah, uh, it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know of one. It definitely definitely doesn't have a Region One for sure. Altered Third Innocence has got that fucking movie. It should. They should. Right. Like they put all the other Korean movies by that director out. It's like why not Calvair? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the beauty of those sister labels on the Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> site, man. They're dropping some good shit, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I heard Amityville Curse slipcover already sold out. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. You know what? I didn't even pick. It's funny because that's like on the Canadian label because I forgot the movie was Canadian. I was like, shit, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't bought any of the Canadian label ones, but 
I don't know. That movie sucks anyways. So people are just I'm like, getting it because I have all the other ones. I know. Yeah, I got it. And that. the thing is, I didn't care about the slip. Cut. Like, I was like, you know what? I'll just pick it up on a sale. That's like a total sale item for me. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the slip cover. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about this. When you get into the later official Amityville films, it's like, it, whatever. It is what it is, I, man. I honestly like them. I've never seen that one, but I, I like all the other ones. I mean, they're more enjoyable to watch than, you know, say, like the Howling sequels or some shit. So, <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, you know, we did bring up uh, Cinema Wasteland. Yes. Uh, a little bit earlier. Um, we should kind of recap it a little bit. It was it was an interesting year. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to, you know, all the Patreoners that came out and actually hung out with us and stuff. Who was there? Dan the Cameraman. Uh, uh, Mason. Mason. And Tyler. Tyler. Um, Who else was there? Uh, there was actually... There was actually a lot of people there that I didn't. I just came back. I went like pee or something. I come back and there's like a bunch of people there that I didn't know. Yeah, I missed. Uh, yeah, I missed I, sorry, my mic was acting up right there for a second. Yeah, it was. It was being a little bit, uh, a little sketchy there. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, no. It was. It was a really, really damn fun year, man. It was a weird year. That I, so this is my third time at Wasteland, and this is the first year that we didn't have like a huge, um, kind of like. Oh, Taylor was there too. Forgot oh, about her. Right. Yeah. 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 Taylor was there too. It was, it was Mason, Dan, uh, Tyler, Taylor. Yeah. All showed up. Yeah. It was weird. It was like the first year the party was kind of like in the lounge or like the bar area. It wasn't like in the front door. We like were the, the fucking party. I felt like it was. Oh, it was for a, sure. It, it felt like it was a little bit more relaxed for the, everybody else. But like the people that hung out with us at Wasteland was like, it was a, it was fun. Like we, we kind of gave her man, like Dave really gave her. A, it was, it was an interesting side to see of, uh, uh, Mr. Dave over here. Um, he held it together better than I thought he would. opposite I, when I'm drinking. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very you, friendly. <laughs> you held it together better because I thought you were just going to get so trash that you're like, okay, this guy's going to be out. But because I think it was a Saturday, you had a few beers and you just kind of cut yourself off. And then we went to that like hibachi place and and then it was, you know, got the guts I had to take three, two or three drinks there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was really fun, man. I, I felt like the actual, like the show, like the floor, <laughs> it was really mild this year. It was, yeah. like, it didn't seem like there was a lot of people. It was, but you know, I kind of like that though for like shopping and, and meeting people and stuff. Like there's no lineups for any. Yeah. Guests. You don't like, feel pressured to like meet the actors and spend money on that. And you could buy like Blu-rays and, yeah. and shirts instead. Yeah. Well, you could actually <laughs> shop like, you know, you could get up there and actually see what you're trying to get and stuff. You go to some conventions, it's just so overcrowded. You can't get in there and shit like that. But that's what I like about Wasteland. I've, I've never really had a big problem with, with crowds and not being able to get in there and stuff, but you know, I got what I intended for. And I met some cool people. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. It was really cool to finally meet JP in person. Uh, we've been friends for 10 years for sure. and, and finally met in person. I've met yeah, Dave dude. before briefly <laughs> at Wasteland years ago. Yeah, it was it was honestly like just fucking so awesome, dude. Like me and Carly had a blast. Yeah, uh, it was like it, I, it, it, it couldn't have been better, like in terms of like my what I was hoping to get out of it, like meeting you guys. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. And well, we like, had to have fun. Yeah. You know, like, you we, those people came from all across the country and shit. Everybody's like, yeah, we're we're going to fucking get crazy. <laughs> right well it was funny when i was explaining to people where i come from because they're like oh yeah you're canadian i think a lot of people think i'm just north of where right. we yeah, are in like, ohio right over north new york city or some west. shit right so then i i explained and i actually brought out a map and i showed them i'm like i'm in bc and then, and it was like what three thousand miles i came or some shit it was like farther than california you know <laughs> yeah dude yeah. and then then it kind of it, it, it kind of got into people they're like holy shit dude you really do come a long ways and i'm like yeah man i'm fucking serious about this but uh 
Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really damn fun. I had so much fun. I can't wait to do, like e- even the wife. My wife was there and she had a fucking blast. She's like, I just want to go back. It was so much fun. Oh, she's yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, she just loves the people. Everyone's so nice. There's no drama. There's nothing. It's just like people all with the same interest, just having a good time and laughing and drinking. And there's you know, there's just the nice thing. There's no drama. very inclusive too. Very inclusive. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody was just super friendly. Like it, everybody at our table, and and just like it was just there was no negativity there at all. No, literally none. No. Yeah. No confrontations. Like I mean, this is also before Halloween Ends came out though too. So <laughs> that's yeah. the new politics. Right. Halloween it, it is. It's like politics. the totally People arguing about it like it's politics, man. It's sick. Yeah. Man, man. But yeah, no, it was good to meet Carly also. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was a really, really fun time, man. I mean, I spent way too much damn money. It was funny. Yeah, you did spend a lot of money. Oh, dude, the severing table was like, it just, it was so bad. Like I bought like three box sets and then that added up to like way too much money. But it was funny because like we're driving home and, and I'm like all tired and shit. And I was like, wait a minute. Was I buying JP presents on my birthday? And she just bursted out laughing. She's like, <laughs> yeah, that's you like, bought me a shirt. She's bro. like, that's you fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that shirt was, if, if I had to bought that for you, I would have bought, that was a nice shirt, man. I really, yeah. that's, I nice had that shirt at a different color scheme and I almost bought it again just to get the new colors. Dude, those are nice shirts, man. Like, like I, I bought yeah, my Paul Bear sh- Press. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Like the ones I bought from there, like I got the demons and I return living dead one and stuff. And, and they the last ne- too, and the necromantic, and they all they're they're comfy, they fit properly, they're really nice, and oh yeah, I highly recommend. Oh, even if you wash them wrong you, a couple I, times, they don't fuck up. Yeah, I bought you a hat. Oh yeah, yeah, the the house by the cemetery, that's right? Yeah, yeah. You got me the toque, <laughs> the toque. What what did you call them? We call them beanies. Yeah, yeah. There's parts of Canada that call them beanies. And some people over here call them beanies. But you had another word for them, too. And I was like, what the fuck? Are uh, you ta- toboggan? Toboggan. And you're like, yeah, what's a toboggan? I'm like, I don't know. You sit on it and go down a snow hill? And you're like, no, it yeah, goes yeah, on your I head. I was a fucking bobsled. I was like, a fucking bobsled? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I never funny. even heard of toque, though. Ever. I think toque must be. I would think toque is some sort of like drag on a marijuana cigarette. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I it's like a toque, but it's toque. Yeah, yeah I think. See, I think people over here they call those toques the one that don't have the like the little pom pom on the top, and I think they'll call those beanies. Yeah, the if, ones that don't they, have the little John on the top. Yeah, those are beanies. It's the funny. ones that have the John are toboggans. Okay, yeah, so it's different everywhere. I know it's all it's different <laughs> all over Canada. I know in the East Coast, I think they 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 call them scullies over there. I think. Like on the far east, I think they call them scullies, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I remember somebody saying scully one time, and I was like, and I'm thinking like you're you're drilling a hole in someone's head and fucking their head, like you're giving them a scully. That's a header, bro. That's a header, bro. It's also a header, and uh, <laughs> which I love that movie. It's so fucking nasty. But I was like, just, a scully. I don't even. I haven't watched it in so long. Oh man, that's a ridiculous. Are you in that movie? Such a ridiculous Dominant premise. Headless. You're in headless. <laughs> I knew there was. I'm also in skinless. I'm in headless and skinless, and they, the covers look the same. It's very funny. Skinless, like the Dustin Mills movie. Yeah, and then I was in headless, and they both got a DVD release around the same time. They're just a guy with no skin on his face. It looks like I think the both Ballad those movies. Of skinless Pete, right? Both those movies yep. made yep. top ten lists of mine actually in the past. It's kind of funny yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Dustin Mills, like for a few years there, it was always one of his films in my top ten. It was crazy. Yeah, so. I knew that. But, yeah, I remember Bloody Disgusting did an article on the skinless movie. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Wasteland, man. It was uh, 
it was man jp fuck dude it was so funny like so it's sunday and we're, and we're getting ready to head out and shit we're all saying our goodbyes and stuff and saying bye to fucking dave and keith and and shit like that and carly comes down and she walks by and she's just fucking storming through the door and i'm like holy fuck i'm like what the hell's going on here and she comes back and she's like i'm like what's going on and she's like fucking jp still in fucking bed he's still hung over and sick he can't even get up and it's like 10 30 it's like check out in like 20 minutes right i'm like so here comes jp waddling his fucking leprechaun ass downstairs and he's so fucking haggard i'm just like oh Dude, bro I, 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 I don't I, even remember seeing him did i leave already uh, no i didn't see no, I think I, 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 th- I think you did leave. Yeah, you left just before he came down or something. And then he comes down and he's just fucking haggard, man. I guess he was you, you were puking all morning or something. Yeah, dude, it was bad. And dude. I haven't threw up from like drinking in forever. Bro, and I was just like, was it? Did you eat? I like you go broke to bed? blood vessels in my eyeballs and shit. No way. Did you I like? I don't. Did you eat before you went to bed and it just didn't sit well or something, or it's just actually just straight from drinking because. Dude, I have no clue. I li- literally have no clue. I just yeah. remember going well, to What dude. was fucked was every, in the morning, everybody's like, dude, I was so worried about you. I was so worried about you. And I'm the only one all wide awake and perfectly rested and fine. I'm like, I'm ready to drive home. I, and this one guy's like, I was worried about you, that Brom Bones guy. And he was like, yeah. he's like, I haven't even went to bed yet. And I was like, bro, I am probably the most fucking healthy right now than everybody. And I'm looking around. <laughs> I was shit-faced last night, but I got sleep. I almost threw up, though. I'm not going to lie. But I, was, I didn't. I was fine. I think we went to bed like 3 or 4 in the morning. I was completely fine. I was just tired when we got up. And I was just thankful that Aaron was driving back. And I was like, oh, I'm just so fine. Because the drive. I think from, I went to bed about 4, 4.32. Yeah. The, the drive from Cleveland back up to Toronto is so fucking boring. The interstate is. There's nothing to see. <laughs> it's so damn boring, yeah. man. I, oh, my God. I'm, I'm used to, like, where I live, like, it's kind of interesting. Like, there's shit around, right? That is so damn boring, man. So I was like, I'm just like, but we stopped off at the, and that's the other thing we were supposed to go meet at the Christmas story house, like Harley right. and JP and stuff. So me and, so I, they, I was scared. I was going to throw up. All yeah. So, house and I was like, I so JP it. is so fucking done. And Carly's pissed <laughs> off. Cause she wants to go. And then they end up going home and sitting. And we're like, well, fuck it, man. We're going to go. It's literally on our way out. Like we didn't even have to yeah, like, yeah. go anywhere. Go by, we did go check it out, but yeah. we didn't go check it out. Like we drove by it to just see. So we, uh, so we went, you know, we did the, the, we did the tour and stuff like that and went to the gift shop and got the kid, the fucking pink bunny. Um, Dude, that's awesome. I know Aaron (laughs) said she wanted to do that. (laughs) So fucking hilarious, man. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was actually really cool to go in the house. It was neat. So I'm glad, I'm glad that we did it and stuff. So. But uh, yeah. And dude, like, I don't know, like the first day, like, cause I drank on the Friday too. Yeah. I felt fine on Saturday. (laughs) Well, like, there's nothing wrong with me. The thing is, man, like we were in Toronto on Thursday and then we drove down Friday. Me and Aaron put on a really good one on Thursday. And I was surprised that she was as good as she was to go to drive down and stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, so Friday hit and now we put on a pretty good one. But Dave, he saved himself. He didn't even drink on the Friday. Oh, so yeah. He was good to go, man. I, I drank Thursday, though. I got fucked up Thursday, too, yeah. before I came. And I had a crazy fucking night. And then I woke up fucking like th- fucking three hours of sleep, worked out fucking then came to wasteland i was like i'm not drinking tonight and then fucking <laughs> i had to wait till I, I never drink three nights in a row i can't do that that's fucked up for me i can't two nights in a row in like yeah 15 years probably yeah. so twice a week is my limit like two times a week is my limit for drinking you know I, i'm not drinking more than twice a week that's just fucking for me that's like dangerous who who was that they're like just before we're leaving they're like oh, so like how many beer or how many uh beers did you guys go through and aaron's like uh oh, we went through 425 424 packs <laughs> like, dude, it was like we drank a lot of fucking yeah dude. i bought i bought at least 
24 beers myself and yeah. we those were all gone and we I only drank one night we were giving them out though me and you yeah. bought like a lot of beer we were just giving everything oh, out yeah. so i have no yeah, dude, no i bought i think i bought three cases in the two days the four no i bought yeah i bought at least I bought at least three 12 packs the or fr- I bought a 15 pack and two 12 packs. I didn't realize, but like, yeah, the Friday night, it was kind of, it was kind of cash downstairs. It, everyone was kind of doing their own thing and stuff. So we had a bunch of people hanging out in my hotel room and so it was like me, it was JP and Dave and, and, Ke- and uh, Keith and, and a bunch of other people and we're drinking and shit. And then I fucking wake up in the morning and I look over and I'm like, holy fuck, Aaron, did you drink all those beers? And she goes, no, those are JPs. And I'm like, what the fuck? I kept, there was, I gave him 12 beers from that fucking 20 And we were drinking before that. And I was like, that's what he drank in the hotel room. I was like, oh, god damn. I'm yeah, like, people got shabammed. Back, bro. <laughs> people got fucking shabammed, man. It was ridiculous. Dude, I had to have at least 15 to 20 drinks that Saturday. Oh, Maybe more. Oh, dude, man. I, I, I think easy. I had 20 or more, dude. That was, the, easy. that was the most I've drank in, like, since I was a teenager. Dude, I blacked out. I, I had... never blacked out. I, I didn't remember meeting Art in the lobby, but there's a picture of me and Art editor, and I look fucking dead. Aaron said I drank like a dozen before we even went for dinner. I had at least six. I think I had had about six before we went to dinner. And then I had had like three or four at at dinner. dinner. Me too. I had like three or four. I had like wine. I had two blue moons. And then I was, that meal was so good and it hit, it it felt so good after that. Like I didn't feel full and and we're drinking like low carb beers too. So it's not like really feeling, but like, no, you were, you're drinking blue moon, bro. Well, some of those blue moons, I actually did (laughs) drink some of those blue moons. But we started with low carb shit. Yeah. We all started with Michelob Ultra. I tell you, man, when you drink, when you drink like 40 Michelobes and you'd have a blue moon, that is the best thing in the fucking world. That taste is like so good. That change of pace is like, it's second to none. It really is. I bought an orange at the gas station and I, we asked the bartender for a a knife to cut the orange so he could drink out of the fucking wasteland glasses man speaking yep, of yep, that place we were too. That, that, that since they redid that gas station that is one fucking nice gas station man i remember fucking the dude in the, the fucking cooler that was like i love this job yeah man <laughs> i'm like i'm like i'm pretty sure that guy's back there fucking bonging beers right now man he was he was well, he yeah, had even shit beers. yeah dude that was he's nice- just chuckling to himself yeah, man. Like that was a really Dude, nice place. That they had gas tons station of food. Has to go through some damn beer on Wasteland weekend. Oh, oh fuck yeah! I was shocked, man. When we went in there on that Saturday, like later to grab more beer and stuff, there was still. T- they must have just kept stocking it up or something, man. Because I was yeah. like, well, there's still they tons of beer. In they must have knew what was coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that dude wasn't leaving. He was back <laughs> there just stocking all night. Yeah, yeah. We definitely we put the we made him work out on that weekend, man. It's fucking. It, are you cold, bro? No, I'm never going to love it. <laughs> love it. He's kicking he empty. He was like fucking 55, 60. He's kicking empty cans back there. And I'm like, yeah, no, that, that guy's definitely not cold. He's <laughs> shit-faced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, such a good time. Uh, hopefully, we're all able to do it next year, too. That it was next just- October, for sure. My brother said he's going to go next October. I love the fact that it's like it always usually lands right on my birthday, too. It's pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's not too far from mine. It's it's within a week or two usually. Yeah, yeah. There's a few people I talked to that, like their birthdays were around that time, and I was like, oh, that's fucking sweet, man. It's typical, man. October birthdays, they're very common. So, I'm September. I'm 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually, yeah, we're like a week apart and years. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> two years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Cinema Wasteland was a total win. It was good shit. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, hopefully even more listeners will come out next year. Oh. It was uh, That was one of the cooler things was having 
like some of the listeners and Patreon people like that yeah, we talk to regularly too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like Tyler and Dan and, and Mason and Taylor, like the, the, they were all awesome too. Except for Tyler. I, I th- <laughs> what was it? Friday? Was it Friday? Yeah. Friday night. <laughs> he dropped his drink right in the middle of the convention. And hall. we just walked away from him. Remember that? We all just walked away. He dropped it. We was like, I don't know this dude. Was I yeah. there for that? <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, I don't, so. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't think you. It was just me, Dave, and Tyler. I think. Yeah, you guys must have took off for a minute or something like that. Yeah, because oh, I would do that too. Also, I, I would just go in and grab something and come back. You know, you get that. Clean, I, I'm like, oh, I need to go grab that movie, yeah. and I'll just go in there and grab it, come back, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. We did meet another person there that was a uh, that knew who we were, Matt, and he hung out with us for a while too. Yeah, I wasn't even. I just I just walked into Wasteland. It was that the guy that was up all night. No, that was another. That was a uh, that was the guy. Um, they called. I kept calling him Brom Bones. His podcast is like Bones something. Yeah, I think yes. Bones and Brew. So, and then there was Christian too. We hung out with Christian too, who has the uh, quality violent cinema. Yeah, there was a couple then, people that. And Taylor had all her friends too. Said so they do uh, yeah, yeah. So a bunch right, of people right. there. Yeah, there was there was a few people that I we had just checked in. We we're walking up to the elevator, and this, and that dude's like, "Hey, Moods." He's like, "Big fan." And Aaron's like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah." So, um, yeah, no, I did run into I ran into another person too. That never. I don't think he hung out with us on the Saturday. He might have just been there for the day. I don't know, but he knew who I was too. And uh, so I saw him in the showroom. I can't remember what his name is. Sorry, can't remember your name, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> for all these reasons, but he came up to me and he's like, "What's up, Moods? Big fan of the channel." And it was just very quick. So, but I'm sure Davey get that all the time there, don't you? No, I mean at this point I'm there so much that everybody that's ever wanted to say that to me said it to me. <laughs> right, right. I guess so. I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I I can't wait to do it again. It's definitely my favorite convention. I, I like the horcon that I go to over here. It's pretty fun. They got some good dresses. It's getting better like every year and stuff. But Wasteland has just got a different atmosphere, man. I just really like the setup of it. I like the smaller venue, and it's a little bit more personable and stuff. And you know, th- this year, and the autograph it, prices aren't too high either. No, they were actually, in fact, like I I mean, I got fucking a couple even for free because I had bought and stuff before, and they're just like, oh shit, man, we'll sign like like Toby, he signed mine for free. Um, I think, uh, I can't recall. I got a couple for, I, got, I think I got like the, three the, for the free. The one woman. Book Walter, he signed it for free. Um, signed for free too. The, Who was the, the woman? The lady from, um, the, uh, uh, the box set. Oh my God, dude. I can't remember her name right now. I'm so, I'm so stupid. Yeah. I don't remember which box set it was. Oh, yeah. it was the, out. it was the, uh, the, the the new dude, not not Al Adamson, the the new one. Yeah, the what? the incredibly strange. Right, film. Dennis Stickler? Stickler. Yeah, it was somebody. But I'm trying to. But I'm movies. trying to. Yeah, Stickler. But I'm trying to remember. Um, it was basically like his. I think it was his wife at at the time. Carolyn. Bro, I don't. Yeah, like she was in a bunch of his movies and stuff. But anyway, she was there. So if you bought the box set, um, she was giving out free autographs, which I didn't know. And so the guy from Severn's like, oh, well, you bought, you just bought this box set, so um, she's going to go inside it for you. And I got a picture with her and shit. I was like, oh, shit, because I didn't really know who she was, right? I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, But I didn't pay for that one or Book Walter or um, Toby Radloff and, and the director of that film, too. That was for Killer Nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I, that was really cool to meet him, man, because I'm like, I'm a big fan of, uh, of his, like, I, I think he's just a very interesting dude. He really is, man. Like American Splendor, which was based off of him, right? And... Um, if you guys, I already asked Dave if you ever seen American Splendor. You should really check that out, man. With Paul Giamatti, it's a great fucking movie. I heard it's pretty good. It's awesome, dude. It's really, really fucking cool. But that uh, Radloff, he's a he's an interesting guy. He's just like a bonafide nerd. 
you know it's, it's very interesting yeah, i told you the first time i ever heard him there like i heard this voice and it was like halfway across the convention i heard what is going on here i'll design this movie was this and it's yeah. literally like a mile away and i'm like what who is that and then he <laughs> by, i was like oh it's the killer nerd i knew i recognized that fucking voice i could yeah. hear it a mile away that thing would go through fucking walls that voice right. <laughs> yeah also totally forgot uh maddie from out this way was there as well yeah yeah your madeline oh right right hearing um jeff lieberman was and, cool so yeah. I, w- I walked up to jeff lieberman who of course directed just before dawn and i was wearing my just before dawn shirt and, and he's like he's like oh that shirt it's amazing and he like runs out and he grabs and he's like he's showing all the guys from snaps my shirt and he's like I, this it's amazing this shirt's so awesome and he just couldn't stop talking he was so excited and he started bullshitting and stuff and um i made the mistake of calling just before dawn a slasher film and then he's like oh it's not a slasher film He's like, we didn't know that term. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. What is it? What is it? Exploitation then? It's one or the other. I'm like, uh, (laughs) well, his explanation was when he made Just Before Dawn, I guess the term probably wasn't overly coined as slasher film. He was just making that type of movie kind of thing, right? Um, maybe it was like a exploitation backwoods. It's not exactly a body count movie either. It really you know? isn't. It's not really a body count. There's like four movie. kills in it. There really is. So it yeah. is. A, and plus, it's a little different with who's doing the killings and stuff like that. It's a little bit different. Plus, he probably started production in that film. Probably, I want to assume, pff, fuck seventy nine, probably. Right. So really, I mean, maybe early eighty or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, like, there's a lot of them like that. Like, to all good night and all those kind of ones were around that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he don't really, answer the phone. You're like, is it a slash? I don't know what the those fuck proto is. Johns. I was yeah. just kind of shocked though, man, because like I, you know, I for the amount of laps I did around uh, the the showcase floor, I didn't see a lot of people getting um, Lieberman to sign shit, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, That's he crazy. was just there though. He was just there. I got his autograph. I, I I bought remote control from him and got his autograph and asked him about George Kennedy. I feel like maybe a year ago, maybe less. I don't remember. Oh, crazy. Yeah, remote control is a good one, man. Good I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, I just reviewed um, Satan's Little Helper again. I did too. Blu-ray That's a fun movie. It, it, man, I couldn't believe how well, like how good it looked on the Blu-ray. Did you it, notice some weird fragmenting though? Like, and I think that's just from the movie itself. Right in the beginning. Right in the beginning. Digital. Right in the beginning. Yeah, any dark mm-hmm. scene. Any dark scene was like that. Yeah, but most of the outside, like everything looked pretty good, and I was like, wow, this kind of elevated the film for me, just PQ wise and stuff, and it sounded really good too. It was. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, a it, solid movie. It's, it's a cheap it, movie, but it's, it's good. Synapse. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, Lieberman was cool. He was cool, man. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like I, I went there. I had a couple pictures um, that I'd taken in the past with Fred Vogel. And of course, Fred didn't make it this year because he unfortunately had an accident at work and broke his leg and stuff. And he just wasn't able to make it and stuff. And everybody that knows Wasteland, he always has his table set up there and stuff with his wife. First time he missed one ever. Yeah. And I was I was disappointed because and I kind of figured I probably should actually ask Dave, but I brought the pictures to get signed by Fred and stuff like that. And uh, but, you know, that was kind of really the only disappointing thing that I actually had from from Wasteland. So. But uh, I did such I did like the fan geek thing. I even had an old picture I had with Dave and I got him to sign that and stuff because I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, dude. So but uh, yeah, no, Wasteland was um, was great stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. And the the most surprising uh, thing for me was y'all at least moods. I don't remember what Dave said, but. You said that I wasn't as short as you thought I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Which like and, then, and then he he replies to me. He goes, well, you're not as tall as I thought you'd be. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, well, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Me and are very close at height. It's, it's like funny. a half yeah. inch difference. It's funny because people always, I do look deceivingly odd sometimes because I have really short legs. Like I'm six one and I only have 30 inch legs. Right. So I, I, maybe I think I, I'm about six one too. Maybe I do look shorter than, than I am. I don't know. 
I don't know. Me, me, we were talking about that after me and the wife, and I'm like, yeah, it could be because my, my legs, legs are very sister. tall, though. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the, all legs. I'm all torso. torso. I'm a weird body. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, do we have anything? Oh, shit, dude. I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up because <laughs> this happens every fucking year. And this is probably the worst <laughs> one that, that this is probably the worst year for JP. 31 days of horror. He made it to like day 13 this year, man. And this is something that's always, we always have to bring this up on the show because like I'm, I've never actually missed a day ever by doing this. And JP usually fails around day 21, but this year is like day 13. I was like, what happened, bro? You might as well get it over with. Just fail early. Right. Do what? Like, why get too far and then just. Oh yeah. Fail early. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, normally (laughs) like, dude, there's been multiple years where I failed on day 21, like, like multiple times. Like Like, it was like four or five times, man. I'm like, what's with day 21? Not intentionally. Uh, but no, this year was weird. So I pre-recorded some videos before we went to Wasteland because October started at Wasteland. Yeah, I had to too also. Um, And then I had a couple more pre-recorded that I needed to upload still. Um, And then I was kind of just doing them as – I think I was one day ahead. But I I planned on – I had a bunch watched. So I was just going to do – like knock out a bunch of reviews. But I'm like weird. I change my shirt with every review because I don't don't know why. But I just – I don't want to have – if I'm recording them all in a row, I'll just change my shirt. Dude, I do the same Uh, thing. I put on a different shirt purposely every single review. And like sometimes I'll record two in one day and I change my shirt and everything. Yeah, Yeah, that was the same way. (laughs) But um, so there was an incident – at wasteland where like a co-worker of mine like there was like a uh her boyfriend like came in and like tore the place up or something like that and um that sort of all like imploded exploded uh the week after i got back from wasteland and then i ended up getting called into work on a day where I, i was like i'll just record my video at work because it was it was like the uh overnight thing i was like do it because it's it's dead and um i ended up like my camera was dead so that's where i first missed the day and then a bunch of other annoying work stuff happened and then eventually i was just like i I have a bunch that i need to record but i've just been lazy now that i failed but i'll probably just upload like six in in two days Nah, doesn't work i never do that dude don't, don't tell me i've literally finished the year prior uh, when the on next the one next started, year. yeah. <laughs> like, when the next one like, started, I, like the next year started on October first, <laughs> and I did like six videos in September from the previous yeah. year. Yeah, so you're funny. crazy. That's why so even funny. care? I just, just, I don't know. Why not? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that. that what, what does a video take to make? Like, you know, it fucking takes ten minutes for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was laughing. I was like, day 13. Oh, holy shit, man. That's like the <laughs> ultimate fail this year, man. It's crazy. It was too, man. Yeah. It, was. It, it always cracks me up too, man, because 13th Wolf, man, he does. He's doing 30, 31 days of horror also. And the beginning of every video, he always, he always mentions um, the people that he knows that's doing the 31 days of horror also. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, he mentions a couple of his buddies that I don't know and stuff. And he's like, mood 616. And he's like, double shot Jay. And, I, and I'm always like, <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> I've already watched 34 horror movies for October, and I didn't do the the thing. I didn't do the, like, 31 days, but I've already watched 34 horror movies That's for it? October. I've watched more than 34 movies, but I've watched 34 horror movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, watched, I, like, I think I've yeah. watched, like, 45 movies this month, but I, I've... 
I usually hit like 60 horror movies every October, but this year I've been like slow. I I haven't been watching this entire year. I think I'm only at like 300 movies this year, which is man. I'm usually at like four, four fifty by now. Didn't watch shit in the summer because I was never home. This is this this summer. I watched forty two movies this month. Yeah, I this summer right here is probably the least amount I've been home in years. Like between <laughs> July and August, I think I was only home five days in my actual house. Ugh. It's crazy, dude. Like we were always out of town from the kids' all star baseball and and either at the cabin or on holidays we're doing this and it was fucking nuts. It was just a, a crazy, crazy summer, man. So. Yeah, I remember like looking at your letterbox. I'm like, damn, Moods hasn't logged shit in like no, <laughs> no. Like even when I would camp like years before in, in my in my motorhome and stuff, and like I every once in a while I'd pop in a movie there and shit if the weather was shitty, whatever the fuck it may be. So I'd end up logging that and stuff, but pff, not this year, man. Nothing. What you uh? What's your diary entries this year? I've already got five ninety six. I think I'm at like. 470 or something like that which is really low for you yeah yeah dude. moods always beat me i always think i'm gonna beat moods one year and then he'll come back and watch like 500 movies in a day <laughs> <And I'm> like <laughs> yeah i know no this year might actually be my lowest that i've ever had since i've been on letterbox for sure yeah unless i have like yeah. an extremely ridiculous december which i usually do because i'm one of those weirdos that will watch like all my christmas horror films and i'll watch like all my Plus christmas 2022 movies yeah and 22 and i'll watch all my like regular christmas movies i watch because i'm one of those weirdos that always watches movies during the holidays and then i'll find myself watching a bunch of like, no, the, you're the not hallmark a weirdo. movies dave's a weirdo for not doing oh that. yeah yeah so i, <laughs> I, I like I, I pack in a lot of movies and december is usually a super super busy month because I, I i just i hate the feeling of doing a top 10 list and being like oh i didn't watch that one when i probably could have and I'm like, fuck, maybe it could have yeah, been. I hate that feeling. Unless I just never had the opportunity or didn't know about it or whatever. Like when you had Landmine <laughs> Goes Click, I didn't even know about that motherfucking movie. And here's his number one goddamn movie of the year. And I'm like, this motherfucker's <laughs> cheating. To be fair, I found out about that movie like two days before we recorded. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. But I mean, for the most part, I it's usually about a 90% rate probably seen most of the movies on people's lists and stuff so there's usually like three that i haven't seen on your list like every year <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, how that's gonna work this year man this has been this is real like i we always complain about the year up until this point but this has really not been a great year for myself i know other people like mr dave z come on bro what the fuck are you watching that we aren't watching this guy's like watch 40 movies he posted a list today every movie's chat. like over there seven was a i'm lot like i haven't seen i don't even honestly most of the movies i've seen have been decent the only real bad ones are some of the independent turds that are just like straight garbage that i watch but everything mainstream most of the stuff has been very watchable to good yeah like i mean uh, my thing is like the, i just don't have many movies that are like oh that's a top tenner you yeah. know what i mean that, that's there's my thing that, is like for me like almost every year there's like that bonafide number one film and i'm always like trying you know I, I i you know i'm like man that movie's running for number one and i'm like you know i need to watch this this and then maybe knock it out of there but, but not this year man that, that happens a lot <laughs> but there have been so many times where i've watched my number one in like the last like month of the prep like a uh, golden glove like i i watched that like a week before i pushed on you so hard to watch that movie because i knew you'd love it did i yeah. not know i was like this is a, i we all yeah, loved you it. were very correct on that one <laughs> the weirdest thing for me every year the very first movie of the year i watch always ends up in my top 10 it's not going to be this year because the very first movie i watched in 2022 was scream actually to be honest um because i had a oh. i didn't watch anything for like the first month or two of the whole year from 2022 so um but uh you know, I mean, to be honest, more, you know, the more mainstream stuff this year, especially the friend, this has kind of been a, a strange year, man. It's been more, there's been a lot of franchise sequels and franchise films. Um, 
mm-hmm. which is odd. Like, I mean, we got a Scream film, we got a Chainsaw film, we got a Halloween film, a Hellraiser film. Like, that's really bizarre. It and is I, really weird. It is weird. That is, yeah. I it feel, feels like the 80s or something. It does. Like, that happened in the 80s, you know? <laughs> when was the last time we had four films from four major franchises in a year? Like, it, it, And there's a Child's Play TV series. Oh, yeah. And, the, and season yeah, two of that just good. started. Yeah. In which I, weird. I I enjoyed the first season for the and most part. But. A newer franchise too. You got um, Art the Clown, dude. Yeah, I want to watch that one. I need to see it. I hope I. I don't think I'll have time to go for a two and a half hour theater series. What do you think? It, honestly, the two and a half hours does not feel like two and a half hours. A lot of people have said that, and I actually agree with them. So, do you think it's going to um, make it to a franchise or just a trilogy? I mean, I guess you well, can count the short that it's based off of. I guess it's kind of a trilogy right now already. Right. Yeah, because- I mean, it's he's in. A, he's definitely become iconic. Like this, I don't. We haven't talked in a while, Mids, and you haven't really. Like I know you don't like pay attention to a bunch of stuff going on whenever it's not like podcast season. Yeah. Um. But essentially, they they were they were going to release um, Terrifier two for like a three day weekend, um, just one weekend in like five hundred theaters or something, and it did so well that they extended it. And I think now this is like the third week in a row that it, that's actually been playing every day. And it had like a $500,000 budget or a $250,000 budget. And it's made over almost 6 million at the box office in the top. That's awesome though. So like it or not, that's awesome. So not only that, but this this killer clown movies is becoming like the new fucking paranormal activity (laughs) success story. (laughs) The original did great on Netflix. People at work were asking me about it. Right. Like, it and they're just regular ass people asking me about it. You, you, want, know? you want to hear something fucking rather like this is really fucked up. So um, I'm out for dinner with uh, with my aunt and uncle and my cousins on uh, on Saturday night and stuff. And and my uncle says to me, he's like, he's like, man, we watched this really fucking messed up movie a few nights ago. Um, it's killer clown movie. And I was like, oh, I'm like, which one? There's like a million killer clown movies. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, and it was odd because he does watch horror films. They watch movies all over the place, but it was just like, okay. And I'm like trying to figure it out. And he's like, I oh, yeah. guarantee it wasn't clown NATO. No, <laughs> no. So I'm like, did you watch it? And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, just, and then he's, he's trying to scroll through. And then I'm like, what, uh, did you watch like terrifier or something? He's like, yeah, I watched terrifier. And I'm like, you watch terrifier. <laughs> and he was like, dude, no, it was on Netflix, man. He's like, it was fucking messed yeah. up. And he's like, oh, it was really, really good. And I was like, holy shit, dude. You, I'm like, you know, speaking of that, they actually just came out with a sequel. It just came out like, you know, pretty much <laughs> this time. And he's like, oh, crazy. Yeah. My auntie, she wasn't overly impressed. She's like, that movie was really crazy and gory. So and nasty. The, the other cool thing about this release that's, that's really cool is that it was released unrated. So there's no MPA oh. rate on it so this is like the first movie since what hatchet was it two hatchet two but hatchet two got pulled in one day but Uh, it was released that the the last major one i think was like dawn of the dead right um so this could be a game changer you know that the the, these studios are seeing or at least you know the more indie studios are seeing that like word of mouth is still effective and how could it not be a game changer five hundred thousand dollars you made six million opening weekend it's unrated do the math keep doing it right and it's extremely violent like like i was like in the theater and i'm like dude there is no like this is nuts that this is in the theater right and my theater was packed too on a sunday and i'm like what the hell um but i will say in the bathroom afterwards i heard all these like younger 
dudes talking about it, and they're like, "That is the worst movie that was ever made," and stuff. And it, it, is the production value like kind of like the first one, or does it? It's a little better. It's better. Yeah, a little better production. Um, it has much more story, but honestly, like some of the story stuff, I didn't care for that much. Um, but Art hours. the Clown is fucking amazing in this film. Like he, like the 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 non audible performance is just so damn good right i was actually right. talking to jeremy and he said he went back and listened to the first time we brought that up on the show which was episode five uh for the all hollows eve which was just <clears throat> a short film and he had said in that episode that he thinks that art the clown could be like a, the, a next big like franchise icon which is kind of kind of cool prediction because nobody had seen that movie back then you know right. what i mean like yeah he's Paul right he was like nothing but i mean it's it's a pretty good but he also he also was that off that was when terrifier first came out no this no. was when this was when oh, all when he, hollows Eve oh when it was, was the out. short yeah but i mean yeah, it, it is it's top a, 10 it's definitely a noteworthy prediction because like i mean to be honest he just has that look it's very memorable Oh, dude, it's right. He's so damn good at it too, man. Like yeah. the look is yeah, it's great. the look. You can't you can't forget the mask. Like it's it's an incredible fucking look. It's really good. Yeah. So yeah, it, I honestly had a blast with it. I I think that it's better than the the other the first one. Um, I I'm not super crazy about like some of the territory it goes with like some of the story, but it is it is a fucking blast, dude. So is it is, is the barn too good? Uh, it's better than the first. And I, like I highly doubt that. Although I talked but, to the guy at the screen team releasing table and uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I said, do you guys have a copy? He's like, nah, it's going to be out in a couple weeks kind of thing. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, I love the first one. He's like, yeah, the new one's really good. He's like, it's really, really good. And I'm like, oh shit. He was kind of yeah, hinting at the actually, fact that he we, might even liked it more in the watched, first one. Uh, <laughs> we watched the WNUF sequel and the barn two back. I want to see both of those. Yeah, me too, man. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that yeah. shit. Um, I'd say I liked WNUF uh, more than The Barn 2, but I also think that The Barn 2, I like a lot more than The Barn 1. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're fucked. And Dave's fucked, too. You guys are fucked. <laughs> Dude, but but that, like, you're going to like The Barn 2. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's honestly like a staple for me. I watch it every year. I love it. Yeah, well, WNUF you're going to now too. watch The Barn 2. <laughs> WNUF 2. Uh, actually, I think uh, 1031 Part 3 is coming out this year. Or I think it might be out, like, right now. I think it's coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, so. WNUF captured, like, the same vibe. They, they pulled it off again. You know, it, it's not as impressive seeing it, you know, because we've seen it done already. They, sh- they should just hire him to direct all the fucking commercials in between VHS 94 and 99 because this is so much more authentic than theirs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's like, honestly amazing. Like, this one's, like, really cool what they do with the story with this one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's cool, a, man. I, I'm really it's impressed a lot to of hear fun. that. I'm really impressed because WNUF was so well done. To recapture that is, you know, it's almost like lightning in a bottle, but like, you know, to do the first yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't like, think he was going to be able to capture that yeah. again. But to he hear did. that gets me so excited. <laughs> and to hear that the Barn 2 in your eyes is better. And so that's really good too. So, man, Scream Team, they've been releasing a lot of really good stuff, man. So that's kind of an underrated company. And I talk about them quite often on my channel because I review a lot of them. Actually, today's review that's up on my channel is Loon um, from Screen Team. And I, I How's always, that one? I always try to support it, man. Dude. Man, it's um, I tell you, man, it has one motherfucking head scratcher of an ending. It is like I, I enjoyed it. It's good. It, it people are either gonna love it or hate it, man. It's there's no in between on this one. 
but uh, if you know anything about the way I like endings and shit, like it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. But I enjoyed it. It's good. It's it's well shot. It's very well acted for a low budget film. Very very well done. Well, I, I just recently watched the last Thanksgiving, and I would not say that's a very well acted <laughs> movie from no, Screen Team. No, no, no. I watched that one actually last year, and it's, I know it's getting this Blu-ray release like tomorrow. I think it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is the director of um, The Barn, is he the one that owns Scream Team releasing? Justin Seaman? I think so. Is, yeah. Was that I, the guy that was at the table? Because I'm not sure yeah, what he looks yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, so then that's why yeah, you that's fucking said that. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. I didn't, I didn't even know that was him. Because I didn't know what he looked like. I honestly never knew what he looked like. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a big fan of The Barn. He's like, yeah, I think The Barn 2 is better. And like, he just nonchalantly said it like that. What a motherfucker. Yeah. That's no, hilarious. He's a cool guy. I've talked to him a couple times. He's he's from out my way. Um, which obviously. The oh, dude, that's too. okay. So I, I, he always does a great work with this product though. All his movies look really good. Like mm-hmm. on the outside, even no matter how you feel about them, you're all like, Oh, I got to buy this. Yeah. Yeah. No, Scream yeah. Team does a lot. They, they do a lot. The one thing I like about that company is that they put out a lot of like holiday themed movies and stuff. And I'm a big fan of those type of things. Like they do Halloween movies. They do fucking, you know, Christmas movies. Like I, I picked up the, um, Oh, what's the recent one that they released? It's a Christmas X miss. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Anyways, I picked it up, but, so why are you asking us? Um, I don't it's know. Because 13 you, slays till Xmas. That's, that's what, not that one. That one's older. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah. I, mean, I think it came out maybe last year, two years ago, something like that. Yeah, anyways. But, uh, but anyways, the point is they, they release all these fucking uh, holiday ones, like this Thanksgiving one that just came out. And stuff. <laughs> I'm a big fan. They do a good job. Yeah, and they also released um, The Sleeper, which is um, like an older movie. They re-released this. I think they, because they're the ones that put out the Blu-ray, right? Or they... Yeah, yeah. I bought the Blu-ray off him. He, he told me that he basically just reached out to the dude. He saw the movie, liked it, and saw that it didn't have like a great release out. Well, I have that DVD. I have that DVD VHS box. I'm sure Dave probably does too. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that. And you know what? You know what I recently did with that? I got the DVD signed by Joe Bob because Joe Bob Briggs has a fucking like a thirty second cameo in the end of the movie, and I brought it to him, and he's like, and he kind of looks at it, and I go, "You don't sign these very often, dude." And he goes, "I'm not even sure if I've ever signed one." (laughs) 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 He was like kind of stunned that I brought the sleeper. Right? I was like, "What?" He actually has in the special features. He does the drive-in totals for the movie too. Really? That's cool, man. Yeah. 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 Good shit. Good shit. All right. Yeah, man. That was. I feel like that was a fucking tangent right there. Um, (laughs) Dave, I wanted to ask you. So Mm -hmm. you you have like a million shows on your on your YouTube channel. You got this new one. um, It's like movie. 80s movie in a song movie in a track movie in a track yeah i I like the idea that's fun yeah it's cool i i watched the first episode and i was i was intrigued by uh buddy's choice of song to well he's in the pop music and shit and he uses he knows a lot about that kind of stuff like if you ask him what year like the hit song was he'll know the hit and the year the album and shit came out right it's right. kind of impressive what for somebody that's song? only 22 years old. He, I'll lead you forward and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I just thought that was oh. an interesting choice for the, you know, the contrast or, you know, to correlate with Nightmare on Elm Street. And yeah. uh, it was just, it just kind of like took me out of, it just took me by surprise that he picked that. Like, um, I he, he would be a person I would love to talk to because I'm very knowledgeable in that, like 80s music too. Well, and and it, it just, we did I, Return of the Link, yeah. I was just shocked by the choice. I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And then how he kind of explained it away and stuff. But I was like, oh, that's a really cool thing. It's a cool idea. 
Um, another did, show uh, that I've never, that I probably won't be on. I, I man, I, I actually speaking of that, man, I talked to, uh, to Sean Donahue at, uh, Wasteland yeah, and I, yeah. I thought, I was like, dude, I really liked your topic for, uh, Dave's top 10 show. And he's like, what did I do again? And I was like, top 10, uh, movies on 42nd street. He's like, Oh yeah, fuck man. I couldn't remember. <laughs> he did like, a good job. I thought he that a was a list. Too. That was a really unique idea. And I thought that was very, very <laughs> for cool. Sure. So, yeah. But, no, but we ended up shooting recording a second episode i just have to edit it and i gotta do my 1980 horror 1980 episode first and then put that one out i got cannibal apocalypse coming with bruce holchek and then i have uh return of living dead he did return of living dead so nice nice can't pay i mean you have to go the big ones because it's curious to see you know yeah yeah those the the 1980 ones are really cool you've had some good guests on there and stuff um i actually just oh, yeah, wa- i yeah. just rewatched cannibal apocalypse like just the other night fuck i love that movie it's i so love good. that movie yeah it's, it's one of my favorites it is man it's so damn good but uh yeah if you if man i would love i would love to do an episode and i generally don't do things with other people because i'm kind of snobby but uh <laughs> um the top 10 shit man i i because i love to- i, love I, I lists. definitely gotta do it i love I, lists. I need to get it back into the string of doing it mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but yeah like even the even the music one that would be kind of interesting too i think that's a very unique uh- idea well, the music one's probably going to be Brandon. Is it, is it just like an easy way because he lives close and we can do these weekly or actually, like every actually, other week or that something make, like that? Yeah, to do it in person, so much, it's so much nicer. It's yeah, so much nicer it to is. do that but, shit, man. I but the that. secret top we should 10, I'll definitely have you on. Next year at Wasteland, just saying. No. Why waste the Wasteland experience at a podcast? We should record a short podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a like an hour thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. An hour's cool, but I don't want to be like eight hours. It's it would be bullshit. cool to record a podcast like where we where we were partying, like back in that corner, just have the equipment and shit like that, and just have yeah, people yeah. come in and fucking blah blah blah. And, uh, that'd be really fun. It'd be yeah, loud background, be cool. but you know, it'd be you know, I mean, you you could still swing it. You could still swing it. I think. Yeah, so. I don't gotta edit it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It might. Be, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of filtering on this thing, man. It's gonna be crazy yeah so yeah i would love to do one of those top 10 things too oh you guys are definitely doing the next season i just gotta get fucking off my ass and get all this other stuff done and record the uh introduction one and shit i totally I got one recorded already for i it. totally would have done one of those 80s ones but you did a lot of it in the summer shit like that it was never around because you even asked me to do yeah, maniac we, right you're yeah, gonna we do maniac to do i wanted to do maniac but i was i literally could not find a minute to do it i was so pissed i'm like fuck the one move that would have been perfect i know Right. I think maniac. I think moves. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And but I got a good guess. I got our editor. Still so. kills. You think of fucking May? <laughs> well, no. I gave you a list, and you were like, I know no. there wasn't there wasn't like an easy pick for me. You know, Dave Z, The Shining makes sense. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I I guess we could. But I I already had like I hadn't I haven't covered Alligator on my show, or I'd probably just done Alligator on with you because right. I know you love that too. Yeah. But I hadn't record. I haven't done it yet, so I was like, I'll just do this right. by myself. And then I got to the point where I was like, I was gonna do the children with Carly, and I'm like, do the children and do the children and and fucking Patrick still lives need their own goddamn show? No, <laughs> not really. Oh man, I not would totally 100 really. do Patrick still lives. I fell in love with that. That is the sleaziest <laughs> garbage shit I've ever seen in my life, and I love so it. Bad. You know what's you know what's, you know what's <laughs> fucked up about that movie, man? And I didn't know. I didn't know. You know the mother from Burial Ground. She's also in that movie, and she's got probably the most memorable death in that fucking movie. It's disgusting. And um, but I didn't realize that she was actually dating or even married to the director of that movie, and that's why she appears in that one too. And she actually kind of regretted doing that scene because it's pretty fucking nasty. I'm not going to give it Are away. You talking to Burial Ground or, or the Patrick Still Lives? Patrick Still Lives. 
yeah, she was she's she was um, uh, involved with the director of the of Patrick Still Lives. Anyways, her kill scene in that movie, she kind of ended up saying after the fact that she regretted doing that shit. And I was like, why? Because it was amazing. <laughs> that scene <laughs> the movie is, is real sleaze. It's, it's real trash. That is one of the oh, sleaziest yeah. kills in the history of cinema. It really fucking <laughs> is, man. It's just crazy. I, I think all the kills in uh, the strange case of Dr. Osborne, the uh, William Bordichek, and yeah, the yeah. fucking Sister of Ursula, Yeah, those are real sleaze. Dude, Sister of Ursula has the best weapon. Oh, man, it's so good. Well, that, that's the same weapon in both those movies. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll, Strange, Child, oh. Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll, but just different right. implements. Right, 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 right. One right. is actually the part of the person, and the other is a little different. Right. Both nasty. Yeah. Also the same same murder weapon in Solange, in a way. In a sense, yeah. yeah. Same MO. Yeah, that that's just some, <laughs> that's some epitome of sleaze right there. <laughs> and seven. I'd, seven. Al- I'd always heard from people like how much Patrick still lives was just awful and shitty. And I'm, I'm wondering if people maybe saw the cut versions of it. Cause I, I could see it's fun. The cut I mean, version it's a pretty being shitty movie, not being but it's as entertaining enjoyable. though. It, it is entertaining. Yeah. I, like the I, uncut version is nuts. And it was fucking, it, it killed. We gave that, uh, the, the feature of the night. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's so, I, I was blown away, man. I was like, I'm enjoying this shit. I kept laughing out loud and I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's I, definitely a group movie though. Like yeah. I'd be better with a group. It was. I'm weird. I can always just have fun by myself and laugh out loud and shit. And I'm just like, God damn. I'm like, I'm talking. I'm like, I'm like the, the, the crowd and fucking scream too, dude. By myself. Just by yourself. I, I, I don't care. I, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> Who cares me or whatever. I'm having fun. You know what's fucked up? I think that's the best scene in scream too. Is the opening. It is the best scene in Scream 2. It's a really good scene. It is a really good scene. It's a strong scene. And I'm telling you, 100%, that's how a crowd would react. 100%. Let's go back to this argument again. Ah. That was fucking funny. Yeah. The one one time me and Lacey ever agreed on something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was like you and Lacey, and I had fucking Mike. Against you and Mike in it. Oh, yeah. People pretty much agree with JP. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I I don't think it's too exaggerated for the film. I think it's fine for the film. Yeah, I'm just saying for real life. No, I, I don't think, know. I think college, college kids argument. are crazy. College like, kids are hype, man. College kids are fucking hype as shit, bro. And if especially handed out masks. Oh, I'm getting in this argument. Now. Especially when they're Dude, when they're hopped up on fucking cheap again. ass fucking uh, draft beer and shit like that, and probably <laughs> other type of pills <laughs> and shit. Scream mask. Yeah, I mean, there's shit going on, man. You're gonna get you're gonna get double hype there, man. Um, but yeah, we'll leave that conversation for, maybe we'll bring that up when we have to review the new Scream movie. That is, well, we might as well wait because there's a new Scream movie coming out. You know what's really <laughs> fucked up, bro, is that we have so many franchise roundup episodes to do. Oh, dude, I know. We really Between need Leprechaun, to- like, when we have- Scream, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Matt. It never ends now. There's got to be at least Hellraiser. 10. Hellraiser. There's got to be 10. We That's- have a whole trilogy of Halloween films to do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, because we never actually did cover the first one. No, we did cover the first one, but might as well just do. Oh yeah, we did. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jeremy was getting all fucking pissy with me because he's like, "You give this a six. shut the fuck up." <laughs> but no, it's uh like there's there's a lot that we need to get and uh oh wait did we do the last tremors i don't even think we did the last no tremors no yet. we never did we never no because I told you I said I can't do the last tremors man I'm gonna cry on the podcast. <laughs> yeah i'm but very there, attached there to that franchise that i'm very attached to that to that franchise so, so much i love it yeah it's really good i, love it. I did well, show my uh 
my cousin's kids, they're only like four and three. We showed them Tremors, and they really liked it. it. Tremors, dude, we I love that movie as a dude, kid. Dude, I used to play Tremors as a kid. <laughs> Me too. Like, Tremors made my top hundred. My exploding, I put Tremors in my top. It might have been in my top twenty like, to be honest. I, I, I had a bedroom that had two beds in it, like you know, side by side. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You can't touch the ground. Bed. You jump into furniture, furniture. Your parents yeah. are like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and like, <laughs> yeah, I had, of course, like, toy guns and shit. And I would be like, or the jungle gym. The jungle gym was the best. Yeah. Dude, I play. I literally played Tremors as a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good shit, man. I remember watching it back in the day when it came out too. That shit scared the shit out of me. I just love. I, I just love. I mean, I even love Part Two. Part Two is great. Two is fun. Yeah. Are we gonna get these reviews? Yeah, no. we should. No. We're just, well, we're just talking about Tremors. No, I I just I just uh, deleted the last thing that was on all the shit, man. I actually had all written down to talk about in the intro. But oh, really? I was going to be like, yo, man, how'd you guys this summer? And I'm like, nah, I want to fucking talk about summer. All right, man. Yeah, so that's going to do it for the intro. Is there anything that you want to say, JP? Like, how is, is there anything Patreon-wise, um, anything that needs I to be said? I don't think that we have any. The only thing I'll say is I know we've been, like, really inactive, but we're back. So, you know, and thanks to the list. I don't think we had Patreons to tell people. Did we have to tell people we weren't? In, yeah, they might have been listening and thought like, well, I don't know if they're back back. They might just be back for a second. I mean, they could have been, man. We get a lot of comments on older shows from a lot of crazy people with crazy <laughs> comments. And yeah, for the record, we're not pedophiles. <laughs> oh, 100%. just because we watch Serbian film does not make us pedophiles. You guys fucking no, it's the Serbian because film. we like Serbian film, but it's pedophiles. fake. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Serbian film doesn't have any social commentary. It was it was just intended to uh, it, for pure shock value, and um, and and dude, like that. And only scene pedophiles would say that. One fucking scene in a giant movie. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. Anyways, we're, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about that shit. But yeah, no, we've been getting a lot of comments on older shows, which kind of makes sense. It usually happens when we're off and people go back and listen to older shows and stuff like that. So, thank you guys for listening to the older shows and leaving normal comments. But yeah. uh, the the uh, the hate comments are more than welcome too. I actually really enjoy them. I love posting them for people. It makes me laugh. So if you are one of those people that leaves one of those comments, it will be exploited. Yes. Yes. So, all right. So that is going to do it for the intro, and uh, we'll be back with you guys in a minute to get into these Halloween shows, the Midnight Hour, Jacko, and Hellfest. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, playa. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. And now, our feature presentation. All right, so getting into the featured reviews here on episode 228, the brand new Listener's Choice Halloween show. Um, we're going to take it back to 1985, which we've mildly talked about this film before. Uh, during Well, the- this, this was one that you literally wanted every single year since we started doing the votes. I just couldn't believe <laughs> and it. And this- it came close a few times. But I, I could never, never figure out why this movie was never chosen. And I think it's because it's just people- not a lot of people had, had seen it. It's a rare movie. Yeah, it is. Um, Anchor Bay put this out back in the day. It's been out of print forever. It definitely needs a reissue. Um, 
I feel I, like the music yeah, would I, probably. I think one hundred too many music rights. I for think one hundred percent. I think that's probably. I always wonder how Anchor Bay put this out with the soundtrack because, like, they obviously had the rights to do that because it was a legit release. And I, I'm just, I'm always confused. Maybe the rights ran out and nobody could re-up them. I don't know. There's a lot of variables when you're dealing with music rights in, in TV films. And, and this is a TV movie. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the thing. And so it's, it's fucked up because it was an ABC. It could be ABC regain the rights and uh, they're just holding on to. It. They don't want to give it out. It could, there's a lot of different variables when you're dealing with TV mm-hmm. uh, releases. So who knows? But this would be a great title for like Vinegar Syndrome to release. Man, it just, ugh, it would just be so amazing. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, so we're talking about The Midnight Hour from 1985, a film that actually did make my top 10 of that year. Um, I don't remember. 85 was such a fucking tight year. It was, the, yeah. it, it was, hot. <laughs> it I made I my top 25, but <laughs> yeah, made yeah, my top 25. 85 is like, 85 is one of those years that we always bring up because it's like, it has five or six films from that year that are literally in my favorite all time films. It, from the same okay. year like 85 is so incredibly strong it's nuts so um yeah my top 10 i remember i memorized my top 10 off the top of my head is day of the dead return of the living dead demons um phenomenon reanimator fright night um house silver bullet vampire hunter d and friday 13th part five yeah i have like six Such of those also and then i have midnight hour there. in there and I can't remember the rest of mine. Cemetery of Terror. Cemetery, Cemetery of Terror is in there. Um, can't remember what else. I chose. Which is also great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did that last year, actually. Yeah, great one. Yeah, and it's stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street Two, the stuff, Life Force. Um, <sighs> a lot of big titles came out that year. Yeah. Wait, did, Lust. didn't Elm Street Two make your list? Not my list. I had Friday Five over Nightmare Two. El- Nightmare Two was on it, some people's list, though, right? It was. It was. It was, it was on like my top twenty-five. Five. Yeah, it was in my top twenty-five. It didn't make my top ten, though. Yeah, I think it was in my like top five, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we've done. Have we done three different top ten years that had Friday films? And I, I don't think I had any. Like Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite yeah, franchise. Six. And I haven't three. had any in my top ten list. Ninety-one, ninety-four, and eighty-five. Yeah, <laughs> it's random. No. No, also um, eighty-two. No, no, that's not that's not because no, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in eighty-four. No, I thought you said it's, Friday. No, did you no. not say Friday? No, I meant to say Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. yeah. no, I said Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite but franchise. How could fucking nineteen ninety-ones make it? No, it's just like you know, that's just never happening. So. But but saying that there is a movie directed by this guy Jack Bender who directed Midnight Hour from ninety-one that did make a lot of our list. He directed Child's Play Part Three. Yep. Ooh, yes. And I was just I about to bring that Child's up. Play Part Three. Yeah, yeah Child's Very Play cool. Part Three, which is you know, it's all it, you know, Child's Play Three is one of those films where I I still see people say, oh, I fucking hate that movie. I hate that movie. It's too That's comical. That's one of my favorites. I think it's. I've always loved it, man. I just think it's so mean spirited when he replaces the the paintballs with real bullets, man. That's like one of the craziest <laughs> yeah. things ever fucking amazing very dude. memorable it is very memorable and, and I andy like, robinson's great in it too yeah i like that i like the setting, setting bro uh, that that's setting the, the is setting so cool yeah the military school setting is really cool man and i like little tyler and and then it has a carnival setting at the end yeah uh, and then the carnival. oh yeah i love that yeah and, and tyler's memorable too because he's just like the straight edge kid and he's like why are you talking like that charles <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and it's also funny because they finally embrace like let's be honest child's place premise is so stupid that by part three they're like let's just embrace this stupid shit and have fun with it so dude, that's how i kind of dude feel some of it. the best lines in the franchise are in that movie too they're so good man. yep you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah there's so many good ones man it's great all right that made my top 10 surprisingly yeah i think it was i can't my dude we, we've done so many top 10 lists i can't remember fuck <laughs> and like literally i had a top 10 tuesdays i've done so many lists in my life and lists are for dummies i can't remember so all right so 1985 is the midnight hour yes this was an av abc made for tv movie directed by jack bender quick synopsis oh fuck are you serious okay phil melissa mitch mary and Vinny. really who writes that all the fucking characters names are high school friends who unwittingly raise the dead on halloween nights once the dead have returned pitchfork cove will never be the same again or will it? That's the stupidest well, fucking snobs. First ever. thing, you shouldn't name your fucking town Pitchfork Cove. Exactly. It's Pitchford, but they call it Pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, did, let me ask you movie? guys this: Did you guys see this uh, when it came out? No. In I didn't. I wasn't in, born yet. In '85, oh. <laughs> I was five years old. No. <laughs> really? No. I, well, no. I didn't mean like literally when it came out i mean like no i saw it young i rented it i rented it out the tape yeah when i was probably like 12 i rented the midnight hour i don't remember i saw it in the 90s sometime i believe and it was solely based on the artwork um yeah it had zombies in it that's why i got it yeah and it was just you know one of those things i I rewatched it back in the 2000s it's i missed the i missed the release man the vhs and the dvd release of this from anchor bay and of course this one goes for ridiculous money man it's ridiculous i've never actually, actually copped a copy I have an old VHS copy of it, and then I have a bootleg, and then I have a hard box that I imported. But the hard box has a different title, and it yeah. doesn't have – during the credits, it doesn't have when Wolfman Jack says, you're on the Midnight Owl, baby. It's actually not in there. And really? I was like, what the fuck? So I just watched my bootleg, or I just watched it on my Plex or on YouTube or something. Why did they, the quality is exactly they, the fucking same. Why did they cut that part out? Because they don't call it the Midnight Hour in oh, Germany. But, but the Midnight Hour still doesn't have to refer to the title of the movie, though. Yeah, I mean, because like, the Midnight Hour is just like... Yeah, but when the credits pop up and it says the Midnight Hour, he says, you're on the Midnight Hour, baby. So like right. they cut it because it's just like, Revenge of the Zombies. Right. It's not there. I was like, you cheap bastards. <laughs> it's one of the best parts is the voice of Wolfman Jack throughout the entire movie yeah. on, the, on the radio. Right. It's, a, it's a very important factor of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's silly. That's really silly. Um, strong character actor cast. Very strong character actor cast. Everybody's in this. Yeah, right. So, GB, Kurt you, Smith, you, you, Kevin you McCarthy, Dick Van Patten. What's that about Dick Van Patten? <laughs> I just said a bunch of character actors are in it. Dean oh. Viper. I don't know if you said her. No, I didn't. LeVar Burton, fucking uh, Sher- Harry Belafonte's daughter. What were you saying to JP, though? Sorry. Kurtwood Smith. Of course, fucking Red from the 70s uh, yeah, show. Got him. Um, well, Kevin McCarthy and Kurtwood Smith are the best. Yeah, yeah, he's memorable in everything, man. Smith is awesome, man. He's great. I would, like honestly, the first thing most people probably think of him is Red from the '70s Show, but I always think of think of him from uh, RoboCop. That's the first Clarence thing Bodiger. always comes to mind for me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've seen RoboCop like three thousand times growing up, and then the '70s <laughs> Show came out, and I was like, but I was like, oh, that's that's the dude from RoboCop, man. Fuck nice. Um, yeah, no, Jeep, you watched this for the '85 Show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if you had missed it. Yeah, I've never seen it before, though. This is the second time watching. Oh, okay. Right, right. All right, well, what's your guys' thoughts on The Midnight Hour? JP, give her. 
uh dude honestly like this movie is just like a hodgepodge of like halloween night dude that's what that's what's so cool about it is it's just got everything you know Mm -hmm. and we had mentioned that the soundtrack is you know probably a reason why it can't get released but the soundtrack is great and nobody ever brings this one up when they talk about soundtracks either no they really don't man and you know one thing i like about the soundtrack to this movie is that it doesn't it like follow fits with the movie <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't follow the trend of the times like 1985 was a time where you know synth music was very very prevalent in music and in, in, in movies and stuff like that where this one totally doesn't it kind of caters to the fact of like you know the 50s aspect of the film and it has different types of like 80s music and stuff but it's not that typical synth type soundtrack it really does match what's going on in the film for once you know, and I, I think that's kind of different. It, it the, the movie just feels different with that soundtrack. I think it's awesome. It's really good. But you, you know what I also think is really cool about the movie? It kind of it fits in that aesthetic of like the classic '80s horror films that are big references to the '50s, like Killer Claws from Outer Space yeah. and Night of the Creeps and The Blob and The Thing and The Fly, because it and it genuinely actually has a character coming back from the '50s. Yeah, yeah. And it's just that little fun fish out of water. It, it's just a perfect Halloween movie and. Totally, it's a little strange, I would say, for a lot of people because it's heartwarming, but it's also has some real violent and scary scenes. Not gory, but violent yeah. and scary scenes, but it's also heartwarming. It's a, you know, it's a family movie from the 80s. That's kind of family TV movie from the 80s. That's kind of how they all are, right? It's very self-aware. Too, yeah, man, but because it does Sandra's- feel like extremely tame like you would think for like yeah 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 well i mean this movie is it's 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 a comedy horror it's it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek obviously it's tongue-in-cheek like there's not even really a body count in the film at all it's more it's more playing off a lot of they do go dark i mean the whole kevin mccarthy story angle is really dark Mm -hmm. the judge right but I mean, it's, so still it's te- weird. Totally, I could see complaints about it from some people. But I really love it. But totally, I could I see mean, it. It's but it's dark. But Halloween's I, supposed to be a little scary, right? I still think there is still enough lighthearted stuff that it overshadows maybe the darker stuff that yes, you've seen there. Yes, I, yes. I, I still think there's enough. I think this movie's so self-aware with the soundtrack too. I love the scene where Sandra goes. She goes, "Oh, is this a remake of this song?" When she's talking about "See a Love," like, oh yeah, when yeah. When he yeah, pulls yeah. up, listening to Del Shannon's version, and it's not the original uh, Phil. Phillips song right and I was like oh that's really cool that they did that <laughs> yeah I, I like that whole storyline with with her from the 50s and you know she got her like 50s cheerleading outfit on and shit it's very cute yeah it's very no, heartwarming it's, like it's it, a very I really like that aspect of the movie I, and, the, and the fact like that the he's driving that of, like 50s car too and like it's just yeah. it, it's it's really it's it's well done it's well done in that aspect it, I, I like the aspect of coming back from Halloween one day a year to uh do something right to, to, to correct a wrong or something and that's what she's doing she's like trying to find love and then you have the one bad guy coming back to kill the judge and also everybody's got their thing and a lot of zombies just want to party right. <laughs> apparently and they all they all want to party at the same party that's what i love man that's yeah. actually one of my favorite scenes is when everyone's kind of gathering into the house and stuff like that and all these like zombies and fucking serial killers and shit are like rolling up in there and the guy's like oh that's a great costume that's awesome and stuff right, and then, yeah when they smell great. like dog shit yeah, and also, <laughs> when did fucking Thriller come out? Thriller the same year because they just straight Thriller's a year before '84, right? Nah, Thriller was in '83. I '83. Yeah, yeah. So like they straight just do Thriller dances. Like yeah. we gotta get some Thriller dances in yeah, here. Yeah. You know that shit. The Get Dead Thriller was still the Get Dance choreographed scene is is straight just parodying uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. That's all it is, and it, okay. and, and it's catchy I don't even know too. It's a parody. Like the song is it's super catchy too. It's funny, but actually that that yeah. scene has like one of my favorite one of my favorite characters in the movie is probably. <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. Me and the wife are like, I don't even know what. I'm just going to call him the small person. That would probably be the less offensive thing. But there's like a small person. They actually like, think small 
people, yeah. Nowadays, small, yeah. proper term. He's like a ghoul or whatever, and he shows up at this party, and the, and the guy goes, you must be from a different high school. And the, guy, or the girl goes, yeah, you must be from a different high school. And he goes, yeah, junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad joke, too. It's so, that dude's head is enormous. It fucking <laughs> cracks me up. And then he has the he has another great part in the film, too. He's grabbing some fucking, uh, he's grabbing some punch. Popcorn? No, he's grabbing oh, some punch. punch, punch, punch. <laughs> The little guy, he fucking jumps up in there and just starts drinking out of it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> he just kind of looks over and goes, And that other dead-ass oh. dude <laughs> fucking eats all the popcorn and shit. Those two are just like the most comic relief goofy characters. Dude, he's but- just in there. He's going, popcorn, popcorn. <laughs> and he's all excited and shit. It's ridiculous, man. That dude is hamming it up so bad. That's oh. the hammiest actor in the fucking movie. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, awesome stuff. You know what's weird is you think this is the same year as Return of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead and Hard Rock Zombies. So you yeah. got a lot of different kind of zombies going around. And Reanimator. It's the year of the zombie. Is it, it's year of the Zomcom. I mean, that wasn't really a term yeah. back then, but a lot of those movies, I mean, those are pretty much all not – well, I mean, you got Day of the Dead obviously was not a comic. But or, well, there are I mean, horror comedies besides Day. I'd say horror first. This one might be more comedy horror. This one is definitely more comedy horror. It's definitely tongue-in-cheek, yeah, yeah. and it's – I mean, I mean <laughs> – Dude, but it's got some pretty cool scenes though. Like to be honest, after they raise the dead by reading the the scroll, that part's awesome. The whole like, and that's one thing about this movie that I really have always loved and enjoyed. It like a lot of people think of you know TV films, production value, acting, always kind of low to subpar. In this film, the acting is fine. I mean, they're hamming it up. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Given the script, it's a comedy, right? But the fucking production value with that scene in the cemetery is fantastic. Like, there's really good atmosphere. But there's so... It, the scene goes on so much longer than you think it would be. You see all these dead and demons rising from, you know, the grave <laughs> and stuff like that. And it goes on way longer, which means they put a lot of money into that. There's a lot of mm-hmm. And there's a effects. fucking werewolf, dude. There's like a wonner with all of them coming yeah. out of the graves and shit. It's like, very, very well done. They could have yeah. easily just, you know, kind of showed the, you know, the atmosphere cemetery, which is really cool set. I don't know if that was a real, uh, real cemetery or not, but they built that's really cool. But and they could have just shown a couple coming out of the graves and that was it. And then just showed them yeah, at the house. But they didn't. The it's like it's like 10 minutes of these things coming out of the ground, coming out. And then, you know, you get to, and it pans through and it shows them all. And I'm like, man, the production value on this is really good. It's it's really sets well all the made. characters up. It does. It, it's it's very much it's very well done, and it, it's definitely a great monster mash. Which I love monster mash. Yeah. I just think Fright Night Two or right. or Waxwork or something like that. And you know what? It, it, the grave is it's it's, it's, it's actually probably I, I don't want to be. It's not better done, but it's it's more impressive. Probably costs more than the Return of the Living Dead when they rise rise from the grave. Right. Or even Return of the Dead Part Two. It's equivalent to something like Th- that. This movie right? kind of feels <sighs> Return of the Living Dead Part Two to me a lot. It does yeah, have that. Yeah. It has a very similar tone because part two is very goofy. It's very, very goofy. Yeah. And well, and also in part two, it also has the uh, the thriller, the Michael Jackson rip the Michael off. Jackson thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this movie kind of has ah. one too. So they did that twice in the same year. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, man. No, no. Return, return part two is a different. Was that 88? Was yeah, 88. I mean, I I, I, yeah, yeah, you know what I meant. They did it twice. I got what you said. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, Michael Jackson was still fucking hot in 88. <laughs> he was, man. I, he, he was, was. fucking... He was hot and fucking. What was that fucking goofy ass movie you watched for '94? The monster, Mala Mala Hall, the Indian Mahal, Mahal, yeah. the Michael Jackson ripoff. God, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And then there was Michael Jackson in Cemetery of Terror. The kid was wearing the Cemetery of Terror shirt. Yeah, the Michael Jackson shirt. Cemetery the same year, '85. He was everywhere. Which is also a zombie now. movie. Yeah, by the time '88 came around, Michael was a little bit lighter colored though, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. So. 
Well, um, dude, th- that's the thing, though, right? Like he did Thriller, and then like e- like every fucking zombie movie after that is like like references it. <laughs> yeah, just has to oh, almost do their own parody, do their own version, or do like every. Yeah. You probably even saw it even in like ma- like non horror films too. People rocking the. Fi- I, I'm pretty sure there is actually people rocking those Michael Jackson red leather jackets and shit like that just in regular mm-hmm. movies. Can you I imagine? Kinda, where I kind of like Michael Jackson uh, rip off things. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think about oh, it. Oh yeah, it's just Never funny. Really it's just stupid. It. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Like, like the good. Oh, I was gonna say, man. You know what? I was I was reading in the facts on this, and I'd never read it ever before. And um, the first thing that caught my eye that was on here it says Macaulay Culkin made his first ever on-screen appearance as an uncredited trick or treater. And I so I read this before I started the movie, and I was like, oh shit! I think I'm. I'm think i know where it is i think he's in the scene the very first scene where there is trick-or-treaters at a house there's about four or five kids or whatever he doesn't say anything but i think he's in that scene um i don't know if you guys remember but it's just, it's a very quick scene a couple of trick-or-treaters show up to this one house and um the the dude's house and uh yeah and dude I was like, how old would he have been uh yeah. he would have been five because i think he's the same age as me i think he's born in 80 so he would have been <laughs> yeah, exactly the same age as me he was Home Alone didn't come out to like 90, right? 90, 90, yeah, and he's 91. probably like 8, 9, 10. 10, he was, he's 10, right? He was 10 in that movie. I think he came out nine. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So we're, we're about the same age. But yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting. Just, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Neither did I. I was you know like, what? Random. You know what seems really intense in this movie? Like the end when the whole town's monsters, like, and they have like fucking Kurtwood Smith, the cop, and he has the blood from his eyes. That's like, that's when they're like starting to push the boundaries, I think, a little bit. Like, where it's like, oh, this is actually kind of scary. And they like yeah. are getting attacked, mobbed in the car. That shit's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could imagine oh, I if you were like, you know, a kid, yeah, 10 or something, watching this on, on the ABC movie of the week or whatever, you know, like, a lot of people. I mean, that's like what? What's that chick's name? Am- Amanda Reyes. Is that what it is? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the lady TV who does all chick? the TV. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I mean, when you hear them talk about like the impact of these films <laughs> from from their youth on like TV, a, a lot of people like remember like remember this stuff so much. It had a profound effect on them and and their love for horror. I miss almost all of that there was still some tv movies being made when i was growing up but it was not like well, the hate well you had the anthology movies. shows like goosebumps and uh and uh right, are you afraid right. of the dark which is equivalent i remember the tv yep. movies kind of really tatering off like after about the mid 90s like you, you would see them every yeah, once in yeah. a while up to that point then it was like you know you still had some of the anthology shows and stuff but the actual movies yeah they, they were then pretty... you just had lifetime shit yeah well th- there was like a yeah. few more stephen king ones in the 90s yeah like storm of the century and yeah. shit that well, they was like were... a big deal yeah those were like the mini like kind of the mini series yeah mini series feel yeah. A little different though. They weren't just like a one night fucking TV movie the week yeah. kind of yeah, thing. I yeah, guess so. where this would have been. I kind of always love. It's it funny too because this movie. I don't know who the fuck did the programming for this or who thought this up, but this movie actually premiered on November first. <laughs> well, that's fucking stupid. Must have been a Saturday. That's November first that day. Fucking... That was probably when trick or treating was. Yeah, I was like, that is ridiculous, dude. That's so stupid. But I don't know. I wonder how it did for ratings. Like, I don't want to watch a Halloween movie. That shit. Why? Why are you bringing up old shit? Why are you bringing up old shit? Like the but, fucking uh, night before. Um, one scene that I find interesting is when the vampire attack in the wine cellar is it's like it's almost like next level for the movie. You know, it's just a very professional, almost like I guess it's I'd like, say it's, like an almost quality movie theater scene right there with the wines it, exploding and shit. Very cool. 
It is, man. It, it's very, it's very theatrical, man. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. got these bottles spraying out, obviously mimicking blood, but we know it's red wine kind yeah. of thing and stuff. The only, th- that's actually one part of the narrative that is never, I've never understood about this movie. And I've questioned it for as long as I can even remember watching this movie is so that part, like, okay. So our main character, Melissa, um, basically she gets attacked by her, I guess would have been her great grandma mother. Right. And, uh, but like, great, 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 great. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, oh, you know, kind of rewind to the beginning of the film when Buddy's doing his, uh, his presentation about, you know, um, the history of the town and witches and things like that and stuff. I mean, you get to know what they, what the, yeah, it tells you the whole, it's very typical 80s, right? To give you the whole narrative before you get into it kind of thing, right? This is exactly what we're going to be doing kind of thing. But, you know, they basically know what her great grandmother looks like and stuff. And I'm like, man, so she shows up at the party. She's obviously a little bit older and she, no one ever questions this. Melissa never questions it. Like, who are you? Why are you here? Like, she doesn't catch on to who she might be. I mean, obviously you're like, you got to put yourself into the, into the movie mind too. Like, you're not going to obviously think that, you know, this is what's going on. Yeah, there's also zombies there. But, nobody's questioning. But, you know, people aren't like, no, 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 know. no. I mean that, but that's also costume. Her great grandmother. It just, I mean, she just looks normal. Right. Like it's just nah, her, she's in like a weird robe. She she looks like she's in the vampire. But her outfit. face isn't covered. Like her face is like straight up. You know, I mean, I think the pictures yeah. that they would have saw, saw of her before would have kind of looked like that because, you know, would she have had is. pictures, though, because she was burned at the stake. I mean, that's a long time ago. Moods. Yeah, it was great, great, great. Like, I don't even yeah. if I saw my great grandmother, I wouldn't even recognize her. And I've seen pictures of her. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I'm trying to remember if they show like a flash flash picture when he's doing his presentation, or maybe from when they stole. The, I don't think uh, there is. Yeah, maybe there isn't. Maybe maybe not even when they stole the. No, there is a. Isn't there like a wax thing of her? Yeah, there is a wax sculpture. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. I couldn't remember if it was from Does the presentation, like her, but in the museum where they steal the trunk full of the real costumes, I really like that idea. Actually, steal the real costumes and dress up like a real fucking. That's actually really cool. But yeah, there's a wax impression of her and that got me thinking again i was like shit man wouldn't she know who what she looks like because she's not like a zombie like you wouldn't recognize the fucking nester yeah she's a vampire anyways yeah like i mean her face looks pretty damn normal but 300 years earlier yeah but i always thought it was interesting because she kind of looks like her like they made her look like melissa too they do that a lot oh yeah yeah. like she's very similar to her did what no go ahead yeah um, Go ahead, Moose. But yeah, like I said, though, like she looks pretty damn normal. You think that you would just kind of catch on to that and stuff. It's just something I've always kind of bugged me. I'm just like, because she's, she's like downstairs having a conversation with her and stuff, and they just never catch on, and then obviously gets a little bit attacked and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, by the way, maybe she was a Thursday. Uh, it was a Friday, November 1st. 85. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Probably, but I wonder if she was putting the vampires usually have charm, and she definitely had charm because she was charming people and everything. Mm. But I feel did like you guys notice the structure? Okay, It's very similar to Ernest Scared Stupid. How they have the story in the beginning in this cool classroom, and then they basically unleash the same fucking yeah. trauma on the it's, town. It's like, it's it's like identical. But th- but this yeah. is this has kind of been a, like a trope in horror films forever, though, where yeah. you will have like the it's school the history lesson, or the teacher will be giving a lesson, yes. or the student will be giving a presentation, and then all of a sudden that's what our narrative is. <laughs> is. Is that Legend of Sleepy Hollow? You think it stems from that? Probably. Yeah, that's I mean, probably very I've similar. Never seen it. And this this movie has a very Ray Bradbury quality to me. Like What's something like this way comes or the Halloween tree. Something like that. It feels right. a little bit like that. 
Yeah, I've never you seen know? any. It of feels that Ray either. Bradbury, but Ray Bradbury was a writer. And I stuff can see and that. I can see that. Yeah, huh. just to me, just. You know what I love, man? I love the history of like, well, they don't really get into it too much, but like the the serial killer Nestor, uh, what was it, Vernon Nestor? I love that name yeah, for like a awesome. killer and stuff. But, he's huge too. But that's sounds a great, like a serial killer. But that's a great example of someone that shows up at the party that no one recognizes because he's been rotting. He's a fucking zombie, right? Yeah. Like you would never be like, oh my God, that's Nestor. That's Vernon Nestor over there, you know? Did he go to the party? I thought he just went and killed the judge. I, did he not show up there? He might have. I think. I think I eventually. Remember. I think there's a lot of people at that party. <laughs> that that's the thing, man. There's like a million different, and that's the other thing I love about this movie, man. Like not only that, the fact that they, you know, they show that cemetery scene with all these, you know, the, all these creatures and all that shit. But like so many of those um, creations end up at the party, and they mm. really show. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's so much. There's just value. a lot of like physical people in this movie. Yeah, dude. Just, there's a lot of good stuff that's going on, man. It's crazy. <laughs> there's a lot of chaos. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, and I'm, it feels like it feels like the town is like lived in too, because there's so many people and stuff like that. I love I love how movies used to do that. I feel like they don't really do that anymore. It's just kind of like a classy, like kind of good versus evil, right? With her Sandra character versus like you know the rest of the evil. I, I like that man. You got the one fucking character that's there to do good versus all the shit. I love that shit, man. Yeah, but it's done and better. very likable too. It's very likable, right? Yeah, because a lot of those kind of good versus evil type films, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> whatever. They are what they are. But, you know, I was thinking back to the soundtrack, actually, man. There's a fucking CCR song on here. and uh, Bad that, Moon Horizon. Bad Moon Horizon. And I'm thinking, man, yeah, I mean, I know John Fogarty, like, I know at one time was a little bit crazy about his shit in movies and stuff like that. I wonder if that is, because it always seems like when there's music problems within a film, there's always like one or two songs that they can never clear. So they just say, fuck it. It's probably that one. If I'm thinking they got midnight hour on here too. They got so many hits on this song. I should pull up the soundtrack. It's insane. Like for a TV movie. Like, yeah, pull, read some of them. It's going to be insane. Uh, Like I, I, in the midnight hour. Yeah. They've got Wilson Pickett. They got both versions of Uh, Sam, the sham, Sam, the sham. Baby, I'm yours. Yeah. Who said told me little red riding hood. Um, devil or angel. How soon is now? How soon is love. now is one of my favorite songs. I love that song by the Smiths, man. It's fucking amazing. It's like, yeah, it, dude, the Smiths, fucking CCR. They got too much people on there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I know, I know with fucking CCR and stuff like there's shit, like even three dog night, man, there's probably some shit going on there, but John Fogarty. Yeah. I, I, I've heard things in the past with their music and rights and stuff like that. So I could, it probably has something to do with that. I, I put money on it. I guarantee it. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. Totally, man. But yeah, the Smiths. No doubt, because TV rights are different. That, that's why Trick or Trick yeah. or Treat isn't out too, really. Right. Hopefully we can hope for like a nice British release for Midnight Hour and we can all import it if it has any popularity Yeah, because music rights. But I feel work, it's very American. They do. They work differently in different countries. and It's, it's so weird. Yeah. Like rights are so trippy, I, I mean, especially with music. Yeah. It, it's possible that they can get it. It's just like, do you risk... You know, it's a risk to to clear those rights. You know what I mean? And because you have to pay, so it's like if you know if the title doesn't sell well, that's why a lot of people don't like touching stuff that has a lot of music rights. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's possible. I'm sure we'll see it eventually. Well, never say never. Yeah. See, music rights. Like, I mean, if you have a movie with like it has no original soundtrack and stuff, it's just so much cheaper to obtain, right? And it's a lot, lot less headache too, right? I mean, you got to think about yeah. like even you know you're not just getting the rights to the movie and the music. Like you got to everything is individual at this point. All these are you're dealing with different um, 
you know, different record companies, different rights owners, all this shit. Like, you know, you look at the soundtrack, it was what, 12 songs? Like, that's a fucking headache, dude, to clear all that yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and like nowadays, too, like, usually when movies are made, they clear that rights stuff ahead of time to where, like, any future, like, releases <laughs> will yeah. include that stuff. But, like, well, back then, they didn't know. Well, they didn't <laughs> do a lot of that, like, exactly. Media. Well, they yeah. couldn't even get Ally McBeal cleared, and that's a huge show. They couldn't get that werewolf show cleared. They, it's just not going to happen. It might not happen in the States. It might have it to happen might, in no, Germany but they, but they have or UK done stuff or something. Like Wonder I feel like Years, Germany never clears so, anything. They just put shit out. Yeah. Wonder Years was so fucking tied up with with music rights. It's they a, cleared everything? Yeah. Not everything. I think well, they, like five, yeah, they cleared like they 90% of it or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with uh, Daria. The I don't know if you guys ever seen Daria. Yeah, so, the animated show. Yeah, that had like a shit ton of music from MTV days, and they cleared I think like eighty percent of that. Yeah, it's like the um, it's like the Beavis and Butthead show, right? You know, like all the music videos that they watch and shit. They released yeah. all the DVD, like it had none of the music videos because it would have been it had way like, too expensive uh, to clear, <laughs> way too expensive to clear, yep. and way too long to clear because they just there was a million of them. So you, if you never watch the original episodes on TV and shit like that, it's they, they've never. I don't think you'll ever see them get released. There's That's the w- kind of shit you buy in a bootleg. You buy the, yeah. the you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know not, someone, not fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4. And someone then, needs then, to release Beavis and Butthead. Like, the whole thing just totally uncut and, you know, with all the videos and stuff. Because the videos were always the funnest part, man. Them ripping off. Oh, I, love, I love the videos, especially, like, when it would be, like, fucking Beastie Boys or, like, fucking Snoop oh, yeah. Dogg or something. I mean, Beavis yeah. always, like, fucked with rap. I always, I always liked the Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Baby got back when they did that. That shit was funny as hell, man. <laughs> fucking Beavis shaking his ass. Fucking makes me laugh every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking Dude, the, funny. have you watched the new one? The new, the new series? It's no, really I good. haven't, actually. No. It's great. I used to have, like, all the original ones on VHS, man. I used to record it, like, every week and shit, and, oh, man. I wish I still had those. Oh, I, I love that. Uh, that was one of my... Oh, we used to throw them on all the up. time in like early '90s, and just sit around and just howl. Fuck, it never, it never. That was the only thing I wasn't allowed to watch growing up. Really? Why? I was allowed to watch any horror movie, but like I was forbid to watch. I was thinking your generation it. would have been South Park because I remember when South Park came out in like '97. It was like every time <laughs> right? was like you guys aren't allowed to watch South Park, and then it just got so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, honestly, it my my grandfather thought that it would make me stupid because he thought it was like just the stupidest shit ever brain rot it, it's so yeah, funny like because he literally thought that it would make me dumber so that was like his reason. <laughs> it's so funny because that show beca- like before it became what it is now before they started just doing do or doing world um topics and stuff like that like that i mean it was it was pretty mindless i mean it was a lot of dick and fart jokes oh, it was real raunchy fart? trash yeah it there was, was like jokes about people oh, just yeah, screwing yeah. pigs but then when they yeah, like no. season four i think is they when they changed really their format eventually. when they changed it into, like i think it was season four when they started dealing with uh you know just topics right shit that was happening world yeah. events and current events and stuff and <sighs> that's when that that show is so fucking smart man like i was actually just telling the wife the other day because my kid's like that show's so inappropriate i'm like dude you wouldn't understand fucking 99.9 of the shit that are even doing in that it's so clever actually carly i she never watched it and i was like no like it's i know you think it's just like stupid like fart jokes but like it's actually like the later seasons get like real or not even later but like season i think you're right like season four i think it's season four uh they get really interesting and and they the current events is like the best way to do a show because you never run out of fucking ridiculous shit to you know make fun of 
Because it's like, also a danger show, though, too. Tie it into the show yeah. is fucking genius. I know, man. It, it's just incredible, dude. Sometimes I'm just like, it, I scratch my head and go, "Holy fuck!" And they did. And if, if you know how they make the show, too, they make it in like four or five days, right? Just on the spot, and it's just like, fuck, they're just geniuses, man. It's so good. But anyways, against uh, you know, twenty-two shots of tangents and horror. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else God. do we have to say about the midnight hour? It's great. I, I think I'm good. It's really, yeah, it's, just I, it's just one of those movies that is like perfect for this season. And it's, it's just, it has, a, like Dave said, it's a monster mash. And you definitely don't see that shit nowadays. It's just such no. a great time. It's It's got such a great tone to the movie. It's not overly goofy. It has goofy moments, but it's got great it's got a lot of great atmosphere. It's got so much production value. It still blows my mind how much production value is in the film. They took and likable ass characters. Yes. Too. Lots of likable characters. Yeah. And it's not like, and that's what I like about this. Cause you know, when you deal with like, you know, Zomcoms and like horror com, like sometimes they just get so like a lot of the jokes don't, they, they miss, they get, it just gets boring and shit like this one is just it, right to the end it's just it's fascinating it's a fascinating film and it, it sets up their characters effortlessly it doesn't yeah. take a long time to do it and it just does it and it has an ultimate Halloween feel to it no the, the pacing's great in this movie man I mean they yeah, do what they gotta yeah. do they set it up Very with, fast the, with the history lesson the hot substitute teacher which is so 80s cliche yep. but I love it you know like you know they're cheering and shit like oh she's hot and, and, and Belafonte's daughter is gorgeous man yeah right yeah yeah she got magic eyes you know she had passion yeah. in her she, eyes I was she had passion to... in her <laughs> eyes <laughs> oh lord okay so uh we rate rate in this bad puppy yep all right you can go first Jeffy. uh yeah uh i fucking really like this movie um i think that i gave it a seven and a half the first time i watched it i'm going eight and a half now all right dave Exactly the same. I think I don't know why I gave it seven and a half. I was being conservative back in the day with my ratings. Eight and a half. It's one of the better TV movies I've ever seen. I've always loved it. I have a, a close I kind of a connection to it, and I think it captures the Halloween spirit better than 90% of Halloween movies. So eight and a half. I, I don't know what I gave it on the show, and I'm assuming it, it must be around at least a nine. So I'm going with a nine out of ten. Love it. It's great. Sweet. It's, it's such a fun movie. All right. So that is The Midnight Hour from 1985. All right, so getting into another featured review here from 1995, the one and only Jacko, directed by Steve Latshaw. <laughs> you know, Steve Latshaw is one of those guys that, like, you know, you're like, who? And and then I look at his filmography, and I'm like, I've seen way too many of his fucking movies, man. So we yeah, watched Vampire Trailer for sure. Park for 91. Um, I've seen Dark Vi- or Dark Universe before. I have the DVD. Biohazard. And we watched Biohazard for 85. For yeah, ni- I watched that one. Uh, yeah. And then Jack. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a protege, I think, or he, he was under Fred Owen Ray. He was, yeah. Fred Owen Ray yeah. produced a lot of his movies. So he's a Florida guy. Including this one. Yeah, I mean, including Vampire Trailer Park, you definitely know that takes place in Florida. Where else would it be? You know what? I just oh, fuck. I just totally remembered right now. <laughs> I meant to do this. Okay, so I, last time I watched this movie was a couple years ago, and I said to myself after because I kept forgetting to to watch this film with the uh, the commentary on. So apparently, in the commentary, um, I hear this too. Steve Latshaw yeah. and uh, Fred and Olin Ray they they start arguing and they're like 
they're beefing, man. They're beefing during the commentary. Apparently, it's really fucking hilarious. And I forgot till right now when you said Fred and Lorraine, I was like, shit, I should have watched it this time. Fuck. Yeah, and I believe that um, the director actually gets up and walks out at one point. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because he's all pissed off. Because actually, when I picked this up at um, uh, Living Dead Weekend uh, with the Linnea Quigley autograph on it, um, which I paid think 30 dollars for which is probably too much <laughs> well, i mean, you got an autograph that's yeah. 15 20 bucks right there yeah, true, that's true. Not bad. I, I think <laughs> i have linnea's autograph the, um but it, the the dude that was like selling it to me was a sale he was a salesman <laughs> because he's like yeah you got to check it out for the commentary man commentary is amazing it's like legend <laughs> that's awesome that's all he cares about yeah and that that, that commentary is be... 25 bucks the movie's five <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. uh, good shit man good i do shit. love a good commentary though I, I don't listen to him as much as i should i just would like to i would like to listen to more of them too i just don't really have the time i watch them I, i'd like, yeah. be curious to see two guys fight on a commentary and then they still put it out that's kind of comedy gold yeah oh yeah 100 percent. that's funny. like that's that's good shit like um i remember uh like some like i remember John Carpenter and Jamie Lee were kind of like arguing a little bit. They were in one of the Halloween releases. All right. I always hear that Kurt Russell makes jokes during the commentaries with John Carpenter and John Carpenter just is serious and it makes Kurt Russell just laugh or he's fucking like John Carpenter doesn't even give a fuck. Kurt Russell's all jovial and happy. Oh, I can see that shit, man. I can see that shit. All right. So quick little synopsis. Well, I don't know if this is going to be quick. I'll try to read this off because it's what I do. All right. So synopsis a long time ago. A wizard was put to death, but he swore vengeance on the town folk that did him in. And I'm, I love reading these things word for word because sometimes they're worded so shitty. Particularly Arthur Kelly's family. Arthur had done the final graces on him, which I'm assuming him means Jacko. When he came back to life as Mr. Mr. Jack, the pumpkin man. There you go. The Kellys proliferated through the years. And when some devil may care teens accidentally unleashed Jacko... <laughs> Young Sean Kelly must stop him somehow at a suburban world is Ascotty and a, we're not going to read the rest of that because it doesn't even make sense. So, yeah, young Sean Kelly, which is actually played by Steve Latchell's son in the film. I did know that. Yes. His uh, performance is pretty silly. I, I did laugh a couple times. Jared. Dude, I'm not, I'm not dude, to be a dick, every, it, 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 every time I watch this movie there is like one part that I fucking howl at so bad, but I, I'm not even joking. And I don't even really want to be overly mean, but like, I, I mean, I don't, it was obviously maybe a budget thing. They needed a kid and they're like, Hey, I'll just throw my kid in there. But every time I watch this movie, I just see the son, Sean being like, why the fuck am I here? I don't want to be here. He has no emotion in anything he says. And he just looks grumpy as shit. And he just, he delivers all his lines in the wrong emotion. And, Oh my god, it's it's the funniest performance of all time. It's ridiculous. I, I don't think any of the acting's particularly good in this. No, the the best actress in the film is uh, is Julie, played by Rachel Carter. She's um Leanna Quigley's sister in the film. She's the one on the Yeah, bike. they look nothing alike. No, no, but she's <laughs> hot, man. Like she's good. And, like I don't really think she did a whole lot more, but uh but you know it's funny, okay? So this movie is really interesting, man. It's directed by like I said Steve Ladshow. It's, you know, written by Olin Ray, produced I think he might have produced, I don't know. But it's so weird because it has like all these cult classic fucking actors and actresses in it and shit and it's like 
a lot of them are just underutilized or just it's ridiculous so john carradine well john carradine had been dead for seven years yeah, yeah. so, so that, that scene is so terrible so they when filmed, you see the stand in yeah they filmed this scene like apparently like eight or ten years prior or something like that and they ended up using he was the wizard he was like the wizard dude in the film whatever <laughs> so dead for seven years. they used like a, and you see, and, and they shot that Do you see the stand-in like in the, in the wide shots there's a stand-in that's not john carradine sitting there yeah but they like hyper exposed the fucking the the elements or something like that and it just looks so bad the way they did it on screen and shit but so you have john carradine who has been dead for years who appears in this film seven years dude. his last movie was jacko because they, they sat on his fucking film role right right and then you got fucking leanna quigley's in the film of course and she's got a you know a decent size role in the film i mean she, she plays, got a shower scene which yeah, is she, kind of crazy yeah, she's, she's like 37 her character gets introduced in the film in the shower and she's just like she's rubbing her tits and ass and she's not even there's no soap on her hands it's amazingly sleazy um yeah actually cameron mitchell died before oh, the cameron out, mitchell's yeah. the i think it might be a worse scene than a john okay because so, he's just on the tv and he's the, like i'm count so-and-so th- this is what i love about this so they got so cheap as you had to have some names in this film so they got cameron mitchell <laughs> so cameron mitchell i think actually died before the movie even came out but he plays yeah, no he, he did did he yeah. he died too so, yeah he died before Would so this movie kill these people <laughs> right <laughs> so he plays he plays a character on this tv show this fictional tv show on tv whatever that they're watching he's a he plays Doctor Cadaver. He plays Doctor Cadaver. <laughs> Doctor Cadaver. And one of the episodes has Brink Stevens in it, who plays a witch. Yeah. And I'm like, so they are, so they have John Carradine, Cameron Mitchell, Brink Stevens in roles that are just so forget. You, if you blink, you're missing them. <laughs> like it's fucking yeah, on the box though. especially because it's so hilarious. She's just like the uh, fucking in a, in a movie called The Coven or something. Yeah, yeah, The Coven. <laughs> Was that like an unfinished movie by them, or like a short movie they filmed and just decided to throw it? They in here? Li- like, apparently, <laughs> I think I've looked into this one time. They actually shot those scenes f- to put into this movie. That's what no. they. That's what they used her character for. Yes. They probably just did it on another movie they were shooting her with, and it was like, do these real quick for me. But I th- no, I think actually the story goes is those those scenes were shot for something that never got released. It was like for an yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. And, and they used the footage and they put it on the TV <laughs> just to have the names in there. So it was Brink Stevens. That's some fucking Charles Banshee and Cameron here. Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. And that's what always made me laugh about this movie. I'm like, there's so many cult names in this film, and all of them are underutilized. It's ridiculous. I'm- I'm pretty sure that was just footage from that. What is it? Tear on tape with Cameron Mitchell when he's in that fucking video store. He that, that what he's just talking oh, about yeah, tapes. Yeah. Like, that one's really spooky. They just got like B roll <laughs> for that and threw it in this movie. Oh my God. Your name's Count Cadaver now. What am I doing? Yeah. So this movie right here has the most typical, it has literally the most typical fucking setup ever. You know, it's like, a, it's got this backstory with, you know, this family. It, it's that, honestly kind of a rip off a of pumpkin head. No, it is. Yeah. It, it I was going to say it, that it, little thong. <laughs> is like definitely a pumpkin head ripoff it, it yeah. is it is pumpkin head it, you know pretty much is <laughs> and he actually has a pumpkin head this time <laughs> yeah that's like fred and ray washington he's like there ain't no fucking pumpkin head in this movie i'll make my own damn pumpkin head movie with an actual pumpkin head <laughs> right right you, you, you know the funny thing about this about pumpkin head itself though he doesn't actually look that bad like the the mask oh no, jacko looks awesome yeah dude. like jacko doesn't i said pumpkin head but yeah so um but uh yeah, I'm just gonna say pumpkin man. But Jacko, like his mask actually isn't like a fucking like a static mask. It actually like the mouth moves and shit. So they actually put a little bit of effort into the actual. Yeah, he's cool. Like and he there's does- actually like some half fucking deep. There's like two good shots in this movie. One when he's in like a door frame and it's like foggy and shit, and then one when they're outside and he's like in the moonlight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, but I one, don't hate this. No, like, this isn't that bad. I've it's seen this bad, movie. But it's so, I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> I actually really like this movie. I think it's a bad movie, but I really enjoy this because it's got so many qualities to it that just I don't know, man. It just all kind of works. This movie feels so damn nineties. It really this fucking is a feels factual. So bad, it's good. Type it, of, it, uh, dude, it's thing. so nineties. Yeah. But the like, Jacko looks cool. Like I like the weapon he uses, the scythe or whatever, and he's got, the mask looks pretty cool. The legend is silly. It, it is what it is, right? Like it's you know somebody that like conjures. Like this person gets dies and conjures up this fucking thing, and he comes back, and this family kills him, and then, so now basically Jacko's back to like hunt down the Kellys. You know, all the generations of Kellys and stuff. And the thing that makes me laugh about this movie is how they kind of like keep elevating the narrative where the reason why his great great grandfather never actually laid Jacko to rest when he killed him the one time is because he wasn't the fifth generation down the line to do it and only yeah, the fifth generation, fifth generation. Dude, it makes when me laugh that, who makes these rules out no you know what happened in the end of the movie they literally wrote that in they're like oh well we got to come up with something kind of clever you know because you know why didn't he die the first time when he buried him you know because he doesn't die unless it's the fifth generation person which is fucking Sean Kelly and I'm like oh my god they're leaving it up to this kid a fucking piece of wood can act better than this kid. Dude. Did he even kill him? Oh. I don't even remember. Didn't a dad kill him? No, he he yeah, he doesn't even fucking he doesn't even kill him. It's like ridiculous. guys. <laughs> I love that they have this haunted house in their garage, and they're like charging a dollar to get in. Who does that on Halloween? Like <laughs> who makes a homemade haunted house that charges Dude, a dollar to go make, in? Like, $13? Isn't it for the actual people in the neighborhood? Like you're just supposed to like, you know, just build yeah, that shit and charge just them. open it up to the neighborhood and stuff. It's ridiculous. But that dad is so cheap. Oh, and so I love cheap. that all the women are just hitting on him constantly. I know it's fucking weird. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He must cook one hell of a barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and fucking, like, dude, the acting is like so fucking bad in certain parts of this movie, dude. Dude, almost it's every, really, it's almost, really bad. Almost everybody is really bad. Like, like the Landy Quigley is, you know, she's pretty normal in this. Like, she's not. She's yeah, a campy actress. That's her mo. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, what she does. She but, does. She does not come off any like worst. To the me. the worst to me though, like one of the worst <laughs> men is is the fucking the character of Vivian. She's, <laughs> she's the one that shows up at the you know when Sean saves her from getting rocks thrown at her and stuff like that, and then it turns out that she's there too. Um, yeah. basically hunt down Jacko because her family was part of this whole thing with the Kellys and stuff like that, which I think is the stupidest part of the narrative ever because she literally does fucking nothing through the whole film. No. And then she, she never dies. hunts him down <laughs> once. And that was leading me into my favorite, one of my favorite parts in the film. Her death is fucking hilarious. Jacko takes a Sith, puts it right through her guts, and then it turns into a dummy death. He fucking throws her over and it's clearly a dummy and it, it kills me every single time. Dude. Which, which my favorite part in the movie, man, is like, I don't know, watching Sean, like Ryan Ladshaw's performance in this film has to be, it's so comical. It's a great movie to watch with your friends <laughs> because everything he says, like I said, is in the wrong tone or the wrong emotion or whatever. And one of the greatest scenes is towards the end where he's kind of like buried in the ground, you know, shit like that. And his parts oh, are being bad. attacked and he turns around and he goes, he's like, what, what is, what's the actual quote he says? He's like, stay away from my parents. And he, the way he says it, there's like no emotion. He's like, stay away from my parents. Or he's like, leave my parents alone. <laughs> and they're like, they're like being killed. And he's like, leave my parents alone. 
I think I think the worst actor in a movie is that old guy that tells him the story in the beginning. At the beginning, that guy yeah. is that's just like some old drunk, and he reminds me of the fucking stepfather in Halloween lo- Ends. You know what makes me laugh? Not a good actor. You know what makes me laugh about that too is like you know we how how we brought this up. It's pretty much like a Pumpkinhead ripoff. But the beginning of the yeah. movie starts out as a Madman Mars Madman ripoff. Dude, I, right? Yeah, it does feel like Madman fucking Mars. It's the same thing. It's literally <laughs> the fucking same setup. And yeah, so there, he shows Except up. Except doesn't have a cool ass song. Yeah, so he late so he. Oh, so you're telling me that film. that cool ass pumpkin head rip off rip isn't cool dude it's pretty <laughs> shitty <laughs> I, like I love it. that the dad remembers it he's like i remember that song right yeah. right i like uh-huh. when that guy shows up later in the film and all he can do is just laugh this like terribly forced laugh <laughs> in the book it's like oh my god bro everything he said and then and then he doesn't laugh when he says trick or treat and then it cuts away and you're expecting him to be like ha 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 you know it's fucking ridiculous it's so dude bad. what's up with fucking linnea quigley when she's like i i love little boys dude <laughs> one of my favorite lines man i love that shit and he's kind of looking at her and i'm like looking at the kid and i'm like this is awkward yeah <laughs> it's such a little awkward... weird <laughs> because she's the fucking babysitter the babysitter shouldn't be saying i like little boys right <laughs> right that's like that's what are you so... the babysitter police dude like come if, on. if, if just... a dude said that if there was a guy and he's like i he's like i love little girls you'd be you like, know lock this motherfucker up right now man this movie excuse me? is like the excuse epitome me? of like 90s what do you think this thing was shot on dave what, do you think it was like an early because there's even a little bit of cg towards you in like that early mid 90s well, i watched it Jacko, on dvd yeah. i don't know what it was shot on i know i'm thinking this might have been like early dv or something like that because it does it's i don't think it's film i don't like it's got to be like digital I'll, video I'll or something i don't know man like the picture quality is really hard to explain it's not video like it's not shot on vhs video um it's obviously not fully digital this is 95 it's not film it's got to be like early like DV because it has that type of quality, but it just makes it feel so damn 90s. It almost has like a really off full moon feel to it, especially with the score in the film. It really does kind of feel like that to me. But um, yeah, I just uh, this movie's super, super fucking 90s. It just feels so damn 90s to me, man. It was shot on 35, bro. This was sh- oh man maybe it's the DVD transfer then because it doesn't even look anything like a fucking uh, like a film print does it Dave? Uh, I think it is shot on film. What was it shot on? Thirty five. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it- the credits are probably like digital because sometimes they do that in the digital. I don't know what it's shot. Well, no, on, I, I know. Like, like, I watched the DVD and it, it doesn't look great. The death of Jacko. There's a CG part in that. That's not practical. Yeah, there's definitely like. Or so, I don't know if it's necessarily CG. It could be that in camera effect stuff. It could be like that hyper. It doesn't look good. Did they hyperimpose like fucking <laughs> fire on him or something like that? Like if, if it was shot on film, you could just put film over film. They just used a fire scene and put it on fucking Jacko. I don't know. I was like yeah. half zoning out while watching this. Like I was watching it and just like, what the fuck is this? Like half the time, but I enjoyed it. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's got a, it, it's got a decent kill count too. And I always find it so funny in these movies where like they try to elevate, they have this crazy backstory and then the, the narrative keeps growing by like, you know, the fifth generation person is the only person that can, can take down the evil of Jacko and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, Jacko comes back and his sole purpose is supposed to be killing and going after the Kellys. Well, the majority of the film, the film, he's just killing like random fucking people. <laughs> random when, he, people. when he kills that dude outside, and then he kills. The, well, actually, he doesn't really kill the wife. The wife actually slips and puts her fucking knife into the toaster, and then it has that really That's ridiculous the worst ele- scene in the whole movie. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. that electric, that fake ass electric fucking oh, effect is so funny, dude. And then her face, it, it it's almost like comical. 
it turns into like a comedy. Like, I, I love that they like they act like they're super rich and like important and shit, but like you see their house and like all the shit they have, they're eating like TV dinners and watching a shitty TV. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going on? That was out another huge thing, man, in that time was TV dinners and shit. You know what really cracks me up about this movie? And I remember this shit from like the early nineties and mid nineties. Do you ever remember watching TV at odd times and like you'd be doing something and you just kinda keep it on a channel and and then like one of these like weird infomercial like oh, political yeah. propaganda fucking bullshit would come up? Like you don't see that shit on TV yeah. anymore, but like they they kept playing it through the film and I kept thinking to myself and I've never been able to figure out why they keep why he put this in the film. What was the point of showing all that fucking weird political pro- propaganda? Because this movie was already running like 85 minutes or whatever. Like you didn't need to fucking put that shit in there. So I'm not sure. It's weird, right? Because they, they show that fake ass Dr. Cadaver with Brink Stevens. I get that. Whatever. You want to put those names in there. I get what he's doing. But what's the point of that? Like political fucking weird propaganda, religious fucking garbage that's I didn't, I never understood it. Never understood it. It's fucking strange to me, man. Also, that dude on the bike's kind of a dork. Yeah. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he was lame. He dies. And he's a douchebag, too. He's like, I'm going to leave you in the woods. He's like, bro, don't leave people in the woods. That's ju- that's not a joke. No. <laughs> so like, Leave me in the woods. If I, if, you fuck, if I find you again, I'm going to hit you upside your fucking head. I love how they just pull over to the side of the road and she like takes but he the has, top off. But what he are ha- you guys gonna fuck right here on like the side of the road? Like what's going on here? Yeah, he gets dead good though, man, because he gets decapitated. And that and, and that that was a decent death. You know, the the head rolls into his girlfriend's legs between her legs. I like that. It's okay. Yeah. There's a couple of de- like it's I don't know, man. I like the electrocution death. I think it's so bad and cheesy. I think it's hilarious. Her husband dying was pretty good. There's some decent deaths. I mean, come on. At least they were trying. They were trying. I mean, obviously not with the casting. They weren't trying when they casted this movie. <laughs> but uh, maybe they thought they'd make up for, for with the awesome kills. I don't know what's going on. But Well, th- this was a movie that did, I-, I believe, pretty well on the video store shelves. Mm. I rented it, man. It got me. Okay. How could you not rent that shit with that fucking awesome I didn't coming? rent it. I don't know why. I This is the first time watch for me. I should have rented it. It looked like something I'd rent. I wonder if they didn't have it. Get the fuck out of my video store. This is a fucking no, first time watch. It. Oh, damn. Yeah. I should have started with you on this one. Shit. I, I thought that you'd seen this one like me, like way too no, many I fucking should've. times. I should have. I, I thought I've seen this movie before, but it turns out I saw another horrible fucking movie called Jack O'Lantern. Oh, dude, that one is real fucking bad. Really yeah, bad. Real oh. fucking bad. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I guess I have a little bit of nostalgia for this. I probably saw it in the, probably around the time it came out on video. I don't know. Um, I was one of those guys at video box art. Yep. Yoink. I'm renting that shit. <laughs> I should have rented it. It had a fucking pumpkin head on it, but I, it like, definitely didn't have it where I was. Yeah, no, I, I wonder yeah. if my ma, if there was like nudity on the back or something, she's like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like the part too. Like where those, the, you know, typical bullshit where the fucking teenagers, they go to, they go to find, <laughs> you know, what's hidden in the, in, what's <laughs> hidden in the fucking cemetery, you know, the legend of Jacko and stuff. And that feels like pumpkin head. It's, well. it's, it's totally pumpkin head. <laughs> and, uh, he throws the beer over or he throws the beer into the fucking, into the, uh, into the forest there. And he's like, Hey, that had beer in it. I'm like, it's the worst fucking dialogue ever. I'm like, Oh my God, this is what we're watching. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, anyways, they get all dead, too. So, I guess we're spoiling um, some things in this movie, so just let people know. Gotta put the bumper in. Yeah, I, always, yeah. I, I usually gonna do. It's gonna break a lot of people's hearts for yeah. Jacko. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, spoiling that electrocution death, you know, and, and 
I love that she has a fucking British accent. It's all so put on. Leave my parents alone. <laughs> She's like, I agree with your politics. She's just fucking agreeing with everything her trash husband says. Dude, I fucking hate the Vivian character, man. It's so bad. Like, she's literally just hanging out at the house, which is actually Steve Latchow's real house in real life, where they filmed all those scenes. That's his real house. And uh, and then she just, like, it's supposed to be, like, a, a twist where she's involved and, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm hunting him down. I'm like, no, you're not. You're hanging out drinking wine. Fuck. Fucking this God. guy made Return of the Killer Shrews in 2012. I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, I can't say that, that like remaking it or making a sequel of a public domain film isn't like high on my list of things to check out. Right, right. Especially if he didn't really direct anything for a long time and then all of a sudden he directed that one. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most of his output came from what, like the mid 80s to like the early, the mid 90s. Yeah, Death Mask too is another one I think he did. Mm hmm. I don't have much to say about Jacko. Like I, I knew I, I was feel like we said way movies. more than I thought we were going to be able to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know how to rate this. I don't I, know how to rate this movie. I, I'm just happy that you know that uh, the hot sister Leanna Quigley's sister survived in the film because she was hot. I always like her. That's all uh, I got. That's all I got to say. I like Linnea as well. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's always <laughs> fine. Yeah, she's I always fun. I mean, I just I like her her introduction scene is just the sleaziest thing ever. Like you got to have that tits and ass in there, but it's just like so ridiculous because every time I watch them, I'm like so funny. She's not even using soap to clean herself. That's not very hygienic. Come on. You got to use soap. It's ridiculous. Hey, well now she uses it. She's soaping her up. I don't know. Like, I don't think there's much lather there. I think it's more about just having her hand on her nipples and, but, but, um, yeah, yeah I think that's what's going on moods. I don't, I don't know why you're worried about the soap. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being a dummy. I'm just being a dummy. You heard it here first. Linnea Quigley is not very hygienic. No, person. she doesn't use soap in the shower. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Who doesn't do that? How do, we, how do you know she didn't already soap off and she's just like, you know, wants to feel her beautiful bod? Yeah. <laughs> true. It is very, very true. All right. Well, I'll go first. Um, I've, I've, I always stick with the same rating on this. Uh, I actually really like Jacko. I think it's, I think it's a bad fun movie it's got some hilarious kills it's got some ridiculously bad acting it's just underutilizing everything that you know that it probably could have been well not really because john carradine was dead for years and cameron died before this film and oh my god at least you could add bring stevenson in a bigger role but um i don't know this one i i think it's almost plays off on a more nostalgic feel for myself because i've i have a long history with this i've just seen it so many times it's just it's always a fun time to me man it really really is I do think it's really atmospheric, though. I think they, and you know, the one thing about Steve Latshaw in, in this film is that you can tell he tried to make a decent film. He wasn't trying specifically to well, make that, a bad that, film. Yeah, I prefer that a yeah. lot. Like, <laughs> honestly, man, there is value to this. Like, and when you look at Jacko, um, it's not bad. The mask is cool. I like the way it's lit. I like the weapon. You know, he's just, he's mean looking. It's, it's kind of cool, man. You know, there's, there's some elements to this film that you can say are decent, you know, and I, I always have a lot of fun with this. So I'm going to come in about a six and a half. It's the same rating. I always give it, man. It's fun. It's a, it's a bad, fun Halloween film that I do recommend for people that like shit like this. So, uh, Dave, Dave, I don't even, this is a movie. I wouldn't even, I didn't even rate it on Letterboxd. 
I noticed. I, I don't really have an opinion. I, I, it's just like a movie I'm like, I don't really care. I'm entertained by it, but it's bad. But it's not something that I have an endearment for because it's a first-time watch, so it's not like Flesh Eater, which I think is genuinely great and bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's bad. I don't know. I don't know how to rate this. I really don't know how to rate this. Like, I get, What did I give the Ice Speed on Your Grave remake? I don't like that, and I gave it like a 5.5. So I'll give this a 6 because I enjoy it, but I don't like it. I mean, I don't think it's good. No, but I enjoy it. But that's the thing with me. It's like six, six I, is fine, right? I, yeah, yeah, I'd like, watch it again. But that's the thing for me. Like when it comes down to films like this, it's like a lot of shot on videos for myself too. Like yeah, a, lot of, right. a lot of SOVs, man, are like obviously not really great, great movies. The production <laughs> value is really low. That you know, there's a lot of specs. You're just like, okay, but it's more, it's more the fun factor for myself. I really yeah, yeah. enjoy this film because it's, it, you know, it doesn't, it, it runs, I think it runs about 82 minutes before the credits kick in. So it's not like overly long, but I do like the fact that he was trying to make a decent film. You know, at least he had some backstory. I mean, he was ripping off fucking Madman and Pumpkinhead and shit like that and then everything else that came before it and stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of work that could be done, but I still watch it a lot and it's fun. So fun factor, six and a half. Um... I'm going to give it a five, which I, I think is generous. Like, I, I, I don't really <laughs> do the, um, like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I do like the movie, and I think it is, like, so bad it's good. But in terms of, like, pure just, like, quality, you know, that's where more my rating comes from and less about the fun factor. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's fun for sure. Like, would you say, would you rewatch this sometime, just willingly? Not, like anytime soon but Whoa. like since i own it on blu-ray i'm, I'm I definitely rewatch it at some point yeah i don't expect you to watch it like christmas time and shit like i don't watch you know no i i probably would skip it next halloween but mm-hmm. like maybe the one after that i would check it out again maybe it, even try i would definitely crowd. watch it with someone else yeah with a crowd yeah get some beers watch some or jacko force carly to watch it so she's pissed at me afterwards <laughs> <laughs> Act like it's really Harley good. Doesn't enjoy the so bad it's good type movies. What like she when does I do. seem a little bit more serious when it comes to her films, man. I I like fun shit. Like I like to have fun, and I don't really take a lot of shit too serious. And I think that's the problem with a lot of horror fans, though, too, is that they do take their shit a little bit too serious. So they they kind of miss out on maybe what the objective was was to just make a fun movie. You know, not well, every movie's trying to be the also, shiny. You know, she also is like someone who. And I wasn't we'll talking about you, Carly, specifically. I'm just talking about in general. <laughs> She's I was like, Ur. no, no, no. I was talking in general because it is it is something that you notice quite a lot, right? right? Yeah. No, Carly definitely likes some fun horror movies too. I know you weren't specifically talking about her, but I think with when it's like ones, she prefers them with a group. But if it's just me and her, she's just going to be like. Why are you making me watch this? <laughs> That's probably how what she says every time you pop in a fucking Hammer horror film too. Fucking hammer horror. <laughs> right, fucking yeah. hammer horror. <laughs> sucks. Oh, sucks. All right. So, yeah, that's going to conclude Jacko from 1995. All right. So, getting into the final feature here on episode 228, and we're going to take it all the way back to 2018. <laughs> with, uh, with a first time watch for myself, I believe you guys had seen this before. Am I right? No, no, I had not. Oh, you had not seen this. So JP, I know JP had seen this no. one. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And I believe, yeah, yeah. I think it even was talked about on the show. I don't remember exactly I what. I think it, me and Jeremy talked about it. Yeah, I think Jeremy hated it. Um, and uh, no, yeah. No, I, I think he liked it. Did he? He hates slasher films. I, I, couldn't, so. I couldn't imagine liking this. But anyways, 
2018's Hellfest. Uh, uh, this is one I, I remember when it came out. I just had no means of seeing it. I honest to God, in like this movie never got like a Canadian release. It's so weird. Like if even if I look up the Blu-ray, it's like super expensive. It's always imported and stuff. I'm like, it's so fucking random. So I don't know. It's just one of those kind of random titles that just wasn't Canadian friendly. I guess I don't know. So uh, synopsis. We'll get right into this. Uh, a masked serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal playground, terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe that it is all part of the show. Um, so this movie is directed by Gregory uh, Plotkin, and I was like, why do I know that name? Why do I know that name? Um, he actually ended up directing one of the uh, paranormal films, which was uh, The Ghost Dimension, which is what, part six? Is, is that part six? Yeah. Yeah, so it's part six, but he Wait. actually was the editor of paranormal uh, activity two, three, four, the marked ones, which is part five. Yeah. So ghost dimension would be part six. He actually edited happy death day. He asked, actually edited uh, get out, um, which was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, so he's more known as an editor, I guess really. <laughs> so he did a film in 2020 called crimson. I have no idea what that is, but, but yeah, not much for directing films, ghost dimension in this one, basically. So, um, yeah, so Hellfest. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a first time watch for myself, and I honestly could not remember what was said about this film at all. So I kind of went into this really kind of blind. All I knew was a slasher set in like a like a like a horror themed park, and um, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's whatever. It is going. It is what it is going to be. What it is, kind of thing. Um, I got to do this though. I have to do this because I really think this is funny as hell. And I usually don't do this, but it's just the way my brain works. And um, so, so the opening scene happens. Do you guys remember what the opening scene is? It's basically yeah. the killer kill. It actually, the yeah. ma- he has a different mask in beginning of the film because they're showing, they're kind of getting yeah, a little previous, bit of, they're, yeah, they're yeah. a previous year or whatever. So this has kind of been yeah. a reoccurring thing at Hellfest, uh, which is the name of the music park. Anyways, so the first kill happens, and I write this down, and I'm just going to read it word for word. And this was a uh, this was a voice message or a voice text or whatever. So this is I go. I don't ever do this, but I'm going to give my prediction after the opening scene. Uh, my prediction: It turns out to just be a mindless slasher with no connection to any of the victims, no backstory, and the killer's identity will never be revealed. And he lives in the end. That was my prediction on the movie. I mean, is that a bad thing though? I mean, the movie doesn't ever hide what it is. No, I just, I just, I just thought it was absolutely fucking it is strange. Though that you, you immediately called the movie's tone and every and, and the, every, the ending. But I, I just had this feeling the way that the way that thing was shot, <coughs> like the way that scene was shot, and I was like, okay, and I just wrote the and I, like this thing ended, and I was like, holy flying fuck, like, and it did, you know, and honest to god, it did not ruin it for me. I actually really enjoyed Hellfest. I thought it was actually really this fun. This is a really solid ass movie, and it's 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 very entertaining for being a big mainstream movie. It's just like it's very rare that you get to see a big, expensive movie with good sound design and good sets and just fairly good acting and and decent kills all. And this kind of it's it's rare. It's a rare yeah. kind of movie for this yeah. time. A, a solid slasher that takes itself serious. Come on now, it really does take itself serious, and I like the I like, I like the pace in this movie too because it didn't really give you. 
it doesn't get into like, you know, building up all these characters for the first hour of the film and stuff. It basically, you know, this girl, she's meeting up with her best friend and stuff. She's in town and they get right to the fucking amusement park, like right away. I like that. And then we kind of get introduced to our characters and then shit starts going down. But like, that's where, that's where this movie shines is the actual, the design of the film. Like it's shot so well, it's lit so well. It's very, very inspired by Italian cinema. Right. Yeah, it sounds good. It fucking looks good. How was your good. sound surround on this? The surround sound was great on mine. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. But I, what took me back, though, right away, and why I got into this movie right away, was the way it was shot and lit. It looked so fucking good, and it was lit so well. And it just instantly reminded me. I was like, wow. Like, my first note is like, wow, you're taking some fucking pages out of Italian cinema here, just with, you know, the color palette, right? Like, the blues and greens and reds and stuff like that. And I just love the way movie when movies are lit like that. And then go figure that we get a total Fulci fucking uh, shout out in the film too, which is really cool. Um, and I was like, damn, you know, obviously he's a fan of Italian cinema. I would assume so. Right. How could you not? I, be? I really enjoy this movie, but I have one negative that I think is kind of a, a, a just something that I was just like, why? Like, could have had better kills. Yes. Cause well, here's what it is. Okay. I have, have a amazing pro- set pieces. I have a problem. Yeah. With this you too. have everything set pieces are so well done and everything and you have all these ideas and these trinkets and everything around to kill people in amazing ways yet you kill two people in the same scene with a gut shot that's barely there only complain about the movie everything else was really good and i enjoyed it dude that's almost word for word written out of my phone (laughs) in my notes i mean we're probably all on the same page on this movie probably all like it except we just better i'm actually surprised you guys i was there's nothing wrong with it dude the production on i just loved what they did with the uh (laughs) with the with the haunts and stuff everything looked really cool like i said yeah it's all great it sounds great it fucking looks great haunts and shit it's edited well it's paced there's nothing wrong with this film at all Except and i the like the way this thing goes down i like the way it starts i like the way he changes his masks uh which i still don't even know what the fuck the, the main mask is is that a zombie or is that a burnt face mask or whatever it is it's creepy it's cool i don't really know what the fuck it is but my biggest complaint and i can i, I don't want to read it off my notes but is first of all you have a setup here to potentially have a fucking massive body count which is also a fail there's only six right. kill, there's only six kills in this movie one of them is part of the backstory in the beginning of the scene we get a random kill about 30 minutes into the film which has nothing to do with the group of friends we have six main characters in this movie four of them get killed two of them dave just mentioned in one scene which is ridiculous because they totally set it up to have such a great kill and then it never went down like that and two of them get killed in the same scene by gut shots but there is two good kills. I'm, I'm not going to ruin one of them is a faulty shout out, shout out hands down, hands down. And the other one actually reminded me of the scene from, um, uh, the, the third, three mothers, uh, the third mother's film from Argento with, um, which one with the mallet, just the way that just the way yeah, that, the mallet, the mallets is a great death. That's the best death in a movie. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys, For me at least, well, at least, I know JP knows, I don't know if you know this, but like, I have this like eye phobia thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it. It's weird that it, I guess it's kind of coincidental, maybe ironic that I'm, I'm a huge Fulci fan and he has this thing with fucking mutilating people's eyes all the time and shit. But I mean, like I said, though, like from the lighting right away, I was like, it has this Italian feel. And then I, we get that kill, which I thought was just fucking brutal, man. I was like, oh, God. But again, there was two really good standout kills in this film. Body count was only six when you have tons of people that could have been killed. 
Tons. And you have tons of sets. Tons, tons of sets of where you can massacre people in amazing ways. Dude, so many good setups. Like, I mean, those those haunts were so cool looking. You could have had you could have done so much more with that shit. And it, it was it was such a disappointment in that aspect. And I was I couldn't fucking believe it that there was only six kills in the movie. I was like, that is crazy to me. Crazy with this type of setup. Like that's the type of low body count you get when you have a bunch of teens that go to the forest <clears> and there's like six people, right? That's like a Nightmare on Elm Street body count. But even then, they always have those kills where, you know, the cops show up and then some random hick shows up and gets killed and then they, they just keep bringing in the yeah, body yeah. count, right? But this movie, they never well, did that. It's it's kind of a shame. But again, going back to my prediction, which is totally a spoiler, but the thing is, it didn't ruin for me. I actually really, really fucking like everything and how this thing went down. I thought the I thought the last shot in the film was like, what the fuck? And then and instantly when the movie ended, I was like, they're setting the shit, shit up to be a fucking, you know, have a sequel, maybe even become like a franchise type thing because that's just what it is, right? You, you can do a lot with it then. You know, I really only have one other thing to say. You know, like I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, I think if you took some aspects of the movie Haunt and put them in here, I think you got yourself a great movie of combining both of those take yeah. the best elements of both and you have yourself like a, a 10 out of 10 like so, i think you really could because i really like haunt and I, I like this so i'm just like maybe if you have some just like maybe the production design of this with haunt yeah. kind of the, the killers and the kills i think because i think haunt was just a little bit more ma- uh nasty mm-hmm. um yeah yeah oh, man yeah. I, i'm starting I mean, to think I that think you stole that... my phone dave because i you know i wasn't the <laughs> hugest fan of haunt but i actually fucking have the, i was like man you know, you take the good parts that I like from Haunt and you mix this in there. And oh my God, dude, that's like exactly what I was it's thinking. It's so funny. Me and you are dead on the same on this movie. Dude, it's really I, weird. I, it's really fucking freaking weird. I mean, right now. I, I also agree with everything you guys are saying as well. Yeah. Um, that was like literally, I think, when I, I reviewed this back in what, 2018 or something, that my only issue really with it. Well, <laughs> well first of all, let me just say this. This movie plays really well in a theater as I well. Bet. Oh, I bet. I bet, man. We yeah. went with a group and it was it was a lot of fun. Like yeah. Carly really liked it. I really liked it. I forget who all we went with, but we we all ended up enjoying it. Um and uh the, the but the, at the end of the day, like the only thing I was like, man, that that this movie could have been like a, ne- a next tier up had it had like a lot of like cool kills or even just not even a, a lot, but just like more. <clears throat> Also, Bear McCreary did the score on this. It, it's on just case. it's just a shame to me because there's there's so much opportunity in this, right? Like 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 we said, you know, to have those elevated, awesome kills and or a huge body count, and it just doesn't happen. So in a sense, it's like such a disappointment. But you know, I, I you know what we got, I'm still happy with. I just feel like there this could have been so much better. Such a shame. It's such a shame, and it just kind of makes me a little bit angry, though. But I, I don't know what they were thinking. They just didn't want to. Maybe they didn't want to make it more violent because they wanted theatrical. I have no idea what goes through these filmmakers' minds and stuff. But- yeah, you know, I always kind of wonder that too, you know, because like I don't think this. I mean, nowadays, dude, you can do a lot with an R rating. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you can get away with a lot of stuff with an. This was R, right? It had to be. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like they definitely could have went a little harder with the rating and not lost the R. Um, so I don't know, you know. It, 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 and you know, you never know with like studios and stuff as well. You, it's, who, who the hell knows, you know? <laughs> you know, 
I always talk about how much I'm not a big jump scare fan, but the way they did, they didn't overdo it with jump scares in this film at all. But the, the, the few jump scares that they did have in the film, I was totally cool with because they made sense. They were in the right context. You're in a fucking hunt. It's all about jump scares, right? You're in a situation yeah. where it's all about those type of scares and things like that. So I had no problem with that. And I was like, wow, for once jump scares actually made a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> right. And, and I was glad that they didn't overdo it with that shit. Cause they had potential again to be like around every single corner, like rah, 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 right. you know, just fucking just give or just overdo it with that shit, which surprising. I was shocked that it didn't, it didn't happen that way. So I give him kudos for that. <coughs> um, yeah, I, I really actually, respect that. Just last week, I went to um, my local theme park, Kennywood, and uh, they do like their Fall Fest, which used to be called Phantom Fright Night. But it's it's literally this, you know, <laughs> like it's it's just a bunch of like haunt stuff and like people walking around with like you know axes and stuff. And so this movie was like perfect to watch this week because I had just done, you know, went to a, a haunt theme park. And I think that's such a cool setting for a movie. And yeah, me I too. mean, we mentioned it with Child's Play three. Like, I love carnival and um, haunt type stuff for horror movies. And actually, I just finished Stephen King's Joyland this week too, oh, which is literally a sit- book that takes place at a fucking theme park. The I have it time. sitting right in front of me. That's funny you mentioned that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the wife is actually going to read it. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and that's something we've talked about on the podcast over the years many, many times about uh, films that are set in, you know, carnivals and, and these type of haunts and stuff. And, and a lot of them don't utilize that setting as, as much as they should in the film, where this one, like, mm-hmm. it feels like they really did. They used, they maximized the setting as much as they could, and it really does feel like you're in there, you know, as a viewer and stuff like that. Because, they're, like, I, I can't sp- think of movies specifically, but, like, oh, it's set at a carnival, but then it doesn't feel like you're there at all. You know, where this one you definitely can feel the chaos in this movie, too. Yeah, you can feel the people around you and you can see why somebody could sneak in here and just, you know, pick off a couple of people and sneak right the fuck out. And the the security guard is really well done. The security guard is really is really well done because like his argument for (laughs) them freaking out and shit made complete fucking sense. He's like, bro, I get like complaints this all night because this is their job is to scare fucking people. Like, what am I supposed to do about it? Rest him for doing his job. And he can't even find him. They can't even find him. So he can't do nothing anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's like everybody looks like. Well, that was that kind of guy. part of that reveal too, where it also like that was the mask that was being utilized by the employees too, right? And also, there's like mm-hmm. ten or twelve or fifteen of these people, and it's like, oh shit, yeah, like these people are crazy. They're running from these guys doing their job, kind of thing. And then, um, I'm I think really, like whenever. I mean, um, what, I will what, say, you know, the, the stabbing scene. I do feel. I do have a little bit of problems with that because, like, I feel like this guy is he's utilizing his time and in space and he's being sneaky about what he's doing until he's really not being sneaky about it. You know what I mean? It just seemed like it was just like, okay, I'm going to show all my cards right now in front of like 10,000 fucking people out here. And I'm just going to stab it. And then the whole place erupts into chaos kind of thing. I kind of have a problem with that. Like I didn't really like how that shit went down, let alone <laughs> the weakness of the kills too. I mean, you're just going to go and stab and kill two main characters in one fucking scene. But I just felt like, to show all your cards at that moment. But then again, if you look at the flip side of the argument though, too, he's got that mask. And at this point, people have realized that, you know, there's like 14 or 15 other people too. You can kind of blend into the whole damn crowd too. I, I, 
Exactly. So I guess there is an argument for that too. I, I but think I, also, like, if you're going to end the situation, like, creating mass chaos is probably going to help you get away really easy. Yeah, that, that's a great point. That's a good point to make right there too. So totally. But I just, you know, it, it's, yeah. I mean, if that's your point is to, make, to create mass chaos, that's totally fucking awesome. I just, at first when it happened, I was like, oh shit, you're just going to do that? And the whole place is going fucking buck wild now, man. It was nuts. Yeah. But actually, weirdly enough, like, two weeks before I went to this, uh, theme park there was a shooting there and it, it, it went into like mad mass chaos oh really crazy. <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like yeah like i mean and like obviously they couldn't even find the dude who did it like right away because of the fact that like everybody was everywhere like running to get out you know right <laughs> another another thing i noticed in this film that you guys probably did not notice but um, there's a scene where uh, one of the characters i can't remember what the fucking guy's name is paxton or the the boyfriend <laughs> fuck that that disappeared yeah is it gavin yeah so he goes i think he was the yeah he was the guy that was doing the ball toss and stuff like that and ended up losing all his money and shit like that didn't get a didn't oh, get the, yeah the guy that sucks so anyways in that scene where he's throwing the balls and they're shooting the guns and stuff like that there's a song that's playing in the background part of the soundtrack and it's by czarface it's off the czarface and mf doom one of the uh czarface mf doom um albums mm. called throw bomb and i was like why the fuck is this song in this movie? Like, I oh, dude, I, I remember that. I, could, I, I like that. Song I can't too. fucking believe that I was hearing that in this mainstream. I'm like, how the fuck did this song get into the soundtrack? Like, I'm I was blown away. And somebody I, I, somebody had to be a fan, dude. So crazy because like Zarf, like do I mean people know Doom and Zarf, like they're, they're like bigger, bigger underground. But the, the point is, this was like a mainstream movie. Like they made a point of getting this song and putting it into the film. And mm-hmm. people like me, right? I was like, holy shit, that's really fucking cool. And it just elevated for me. I was like, oh, that's so damn cool to hear that in a movie. And I was like, oh, neat. Yes, I used the word yeah. neat. But uh, <laughs> it is neat. Yeah, it was just different. It was totally different, man. So um, I, I, I got to say, though, man, I did laugh at the Brendel fly part though <laughs> like it's just so fucking random dude the fucking fly character comes flying out of nowhere and just like spits on her fucking shirt i'm just like oh man that was awesome that was pretty goofy it was goofy because it's literally out of left field like why did they even do i guess it was to get them into the bathroom though right i guess that's kind of the yeah. setup to get them in the bathroom but i did i laughed at that it's kind of funny <laughs> But um, no, I, I mean, all in all, man, Hellfest, there's not really a lot more to report on it. It's uh, it's a fun film. I'm actually quite surprised. I don't know how it did at the box office. I never really look up the numbers and stuff, but I would it, like it to see a sequel. It did like amazing, but it did. It did decent. It made money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd like to see a sequel. I mean, I, I thought the killer looked creepy. But I mean, if you're going to do a sequel, you got to up your kills, up the ante, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I actually really like the ending, too. Like, um, it just works for me. It's... um very simple it's very diabolical it's very diabolical in what happens like the very mm-hmm. last shot it, to me i was like that's crazy very legit serial killer shit yeah. yeah i mean sometimes i feel like hating on directors that try to humanize killers but sometimes it works well it's also scary because a lot of these killers have like an everyday life that they go back to Dahmer. Right. Well, they have the yeah. Map I mean, you have on. to, right? Yeah. Like most of the time, you have to have a regular life. <clears throat> yeah. AC, you know, he man, he managed like a well, fucking blending in is the best fucking um, well, disguise. Yeah. Well, also, just like Decker says in Nightbreed, we all have a secret face. Yep. It's true. Yeah. 
All right. So and some people's secret face just happens to be other people's faces. Yeah. Yeah, that's Leatherface. Leatherface. <laughs> nice. Um, ratings. Yeah. Who? My first on this one. Yeah, you go first. Seven. It's a good movie. That's a great. That's a good rating. That means I liked it. Would watch it again. Would recommend it. Would watch it with a group of people that are more like not hor- hardcore horror fans. It's a great movie to put on at a Halloween party. I don't think anybody would not enjoy this movie. I don't think there's been a movie that we've ever reviewed on here that we were so insanely similar on. But I yeah. exactly have it as a seven. It's totally it's, the same it's reason because I thought it was solid. I thought there was room for improvement, but it's really <laughs> effective in what it does, and it's it's fun. It was fun. So. It's good. It's a good movie. I definitely rewatch it too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, myself, um, I believe I gave it a seven when I seen it the first time and I continue to give it a seven. <laughs> so it's Sevens just all around. We're all on the seven. same page at all three of these fucking, we got, we've been hanging around each other too much. Same fucking ratings. <laughs> you know, the one yeah. thing that we actually didn't bring up is the Tony Todd cameo in this too. Oh yeah. Tony yeah, Todd. yeah. 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 Uh, good old Tony Todd. That yeah. motherfucker's in so many franchises. When I think uh, about it. when I was watching the credits roll, and I was like, and it's like, and Tony Todd, and I'm like, oh, he, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna be at this uh, this haunt, this kind of carnival thing. And I'm like, he's got to be playing some kind of specific character, and yeah, sure, shit. Well, I mean, yeah, he's in he's in Hatchet, he's in Candyman, he's in uh, Final Destination, he's in the Night of Living Dead remakes. So that's a franchise. He's in lots of shit, man. Yeah, he makes franchise a lot films. of cameos. I, I think that Tony Todd's one of those guys. I feel like he. You know, he's just, you want to get him in your, I think he might be not cheap maybe to do cameos. I don't know, but they want him because he's effective in everything. Right. So if I, he has has a presence about him, I mean, he does his voice and his, his, just his vibe, you know, it's great for horror. Yeah. He's got a good demeanor. Yeah. The only candy man, (laughs) the only candy man. (laughs) <laughs> I like he's a damn candy good candy man i'll tell you that it's a voice man he tony todd's got an amazing voice but it's a, yeah it's his look too he's present it's just he's yeah. kind of scary he's big yeah oh. i actually where was i he was just at somewhere where i was at it was a convention yeah i've never met him before i i didn't actually meet him but i you know he was there so does tony i'd todd like do, to meet him does he i, do I would a lot like of conventions? to meet him too yeah, he does a lot of conventions. Does he? Because, man, it's funny. He used to. I don't know if he does now, but. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that could probably just show up at every convention and have a, you know, a, a huge line at his table all the time. Since so yeah, much honestly, shit. I know it's like really far from moods, but Dave, you should come to the Living Dead weekend convention. When's that? Day. Uh, yeah. They they do uh, one in July, June, July-ish. Well, thing is, we want to see the Moreauville Mall. Me and some of my friends and some of the people I'm around out about here want to go see the mall, and we want to check out the mall for sure. I've always wanted to. Dave, do you go? Do you do you go to other conventions around? Not really. Yeah. No, because I I always spend money and shit too much, so I keep it like you know. I go to like really like three now. the The Gettysburg one is very similar to Cinema Wasteland, like just the layout and like the vibe of it, very similar sweet all right well i guess that's gonna wrap up for show back episode 228 halloween viewer's choice volume i don't know it'll be on the thumbnail <laughs> yep. can't remember what you guys it is. can read hopefully yeah, y'all can read it's it's we've done a lot we've done a lot um but uh yeah so 
Next up is Italian month, like we mentioned in the beginning of the uh, the podcast. So be on the lookout for that. I know a lot of people always look forward to Italian Horror Month, as we do also. Absolutely. So <laughs> stay tuned for those. And um, yeah, we'll be back very, very soon. Um, I think that's it. Got nothing else? Yep, that's it. All nothing right. else. No. All right. Sorry man. I had bronchitis. <laughs> I was going to ask if you had COVID. <laughs> no, no, I'm awful, pretty sure I, I got took a COVID test. I, I have a, I have some bronchitis. I think I'm I feel like I'm actually it. starting to get sick too, and Carly <laughs> is sick with a fever right now. So, oh, maybe that's COVID. Fever? Yeah, that might be COVID. Man, I haven't had a fever since I was like a child. It's crazy. You I managed didn't... to miss COVID. I never got it. I don't think I got a fever with COVID. I literally I, haven't that's had. That's like the only thing I had. The, the only times I ever get fucking like actual, like I've had food poisoning like four or five times in my life, which is fucking, I find that is the most brutal thing ever to have happened to you, but I don't really get colds it a lot. Is. It's crazy. Like I do eat healthy. Like I work out, like I don't, I don't really get sick a lot. It's crazy. I got sick cause I was out in the fucking middle of the night, cold, staying up all night, fucking at a bar and stupid shit. Yeah. Being I dumb. Mean, that, you that, were fucking at a bar. <laughs> all right all right man um yeah so yeah we're out of here man check you guys in the next episode Folks.